Hey everybody, welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it podcast. This month, your D-commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to discuss with you, or not with you, to you, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> We're going to yell at you about something. You're not involved. You're not a part of this. We are going to talk, we are going to talk today about the classic Disney Channel original movie, Cowbells, um, which I had never seen before. I had seen before and I remembered none of it. I had no idea what happened in this movie and had fused it with six other movies in my mind. I, there, there were some things that I expected to happen in this movie that did D- not didn't happen. Didn't you remember there being a food fight? Like a, like a dairy fight? Like I thought they fought with the dairy product and I guess I forgot. Did not remember that. I thought they wrecked the fancy car that's in this movie. That Yeah, not that felt, I felt like they were setting that up to happen. Well, my, okay, we'll get into this later, but much like every other thing in this movie, I thought they were setting up something that never happened. That happened like six times to me and I was like, oh, that's gonna come back later and I was like, mm, no, it will not. See, I had the opposite experience where I felt like they just brought stuff up and were like, oh yeah, it's always been like this. And I was like, you didn't set that up at all. Yeah, what no, are you it, talking had two about? Of those, it had both of those problems. It didn't connect a single thread and then would bring up new threads. Yep, yep, yep. It's it's a, it's a, it's honestly, it's going to be an interesting movie to talk about, I, I feel like, because I have some interesting opinions. But before we talk about that, let's just go over some stuff, because there a lot of DCOM news come out, but it's most, it's not stuff we need to spend too much time on. Uh, number one, uh, Zombies 2 got announced. They're making that. That's going to happen, which is... I'm sure I'm as excited Can't about. Wait. Cannot wait. I, I'm I'm nervous. Um, they announced the cast for the new High School Musical TV I show series. I still don't fucking understand what that is, but I'll you know what I'll reserve judgment till I, I see it. I don't either. I mean, I, there's no one super notable, no one I knew. But then again, I don't know celebrities. No one I knew either, and I know celebrities. So if you're interested, check that out. Um, they released a teaser for Descendants three. Uh, which is also, as we know in production, we talked about that before. And Which was, like, uh, cool looking. A- I watched it, but, like, there wasn't any music, so I didn't really care. Yeah, there wasn't any music, which is funny. They also revealed what Hades is gonna look like, played by Cheyenne Jackson, and y'all, he's sporting a look. It's fierce. <laughs> it's wild. He's in, like, a leather jacket with his head. They, to emulate the fire Luke's on his head, they, like, doing a good job. Just go look at it on, on Yeah, fair enough. Red. But easily the biggest thing that happened since we recorded last is the Kim Possible Disney Channel original movie came out. And let me tell y'all, I, I sat down and watched this. You watched it? Oh, I watched it. And y'all, it was not great in my opinion. I had a feeling it wasn't going to be, weirdly enough. Because it, it it makes a lot of weird choices. I was not personally a big fan. I know some, plenty of people who liked it fine, but I was not a huge fan. But yeah, I won't spend too much time on it so we can talk as much as possible about Cowbells because there's a lot to unpack in this movie. I have so many notes for this movie and I was like, I remembered really liking this movie, but I like didn't really like it that much when I watched this. Yeah, I feel, I had that same feeling where I was like, oh, I know everybody loves Cowbells. It must be a pretty good one. It's pretty fondly remembered. I watched it. I was like, I'm not that into this I, one, if I'm I am, being quite okay, honest. I will amend my earlier statement. I am really into them, but I am not oh, into course. this movie. Yeah, uh, this we didn't mention it yet, but this movie stars uh, Allie and AJ Machaca. Although, weirdly, AJ is credited as Amanda Machaca. I think that's her really real first name. I know, but like, I, I guess she hadn't was branded herself pre- as AJ. Was this pre-Allie and AJ? Can someone 
fill in the blanks for me uh, there? I don't think so. I mean, I think they were always. I mean, like, they've always been, been musically music. gifted, but I'm saying like was before they launched like a full on like album, and that's why she's credited as Amanda. I don't know. I uh, yeah, I don't know, but that's before they she branded herself as just AJ. Um, but yeah, stars them. And yes, I, I absolutely love those girls. They do great music. They do great acting. Uh, big fans all around of their stuff. But again, I wasn't super jazzed by this movie. I honestly got kind of the same vibes of it as Pixel Perfect, even though I was, I'd seen Pixel Perfect before. But like, I rewatched Pixel Perfect when we did this show and I was like, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm not as into it as I used to, as I, I thought I would, because everyone loved, remembers this movie fondly, but I wasn't that hot on this it. This is also just like, I, well, okay, can we just start talking about it? Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, let's it's, just go. I want to just, like, jump in. Like, I have problems with this movie, but it's, like, it's not a bad concept. No. And no one in it is really a bad actor. And I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. Like, it's not like I was sitting there. I've had way worse times watching a Disney Channel original movie. I was yes. just kind of, like, sitting there, like, okay, yeah, we're same. watching okay, a movie. Okay, this is like, my problem. And, this, and I will keep coming back to this throughout, the, as we discuss it. My problem with this movie was, like, there was little to no tension. Like, the format no. of this movie script did not follow a traditional format of, like, act one, like, build to climax. Like, act two, like, act three. Like, like things would be, be brought up, and I was like, oh, this will be the main crux of the tension in the conflict in this movie. And then they would be, like, immediately solved. And I was like, oh, yes. I guess that's... That's over now. We don't care. I was not stressed at all. Like, there was no, no there was no. no nerves because nothing seemed too high stakes. <laughs> no, no. I have the same note is that it's like this movie's plot could have been written better so that like, because literally like so many things are just like, oh, no, like if we don't do this, we're screwed. OK, well, I'll do this to solve the problem. Oh, no. Now this is happening. And it's like, OK, and, like, well, we then we can just it. easily solve this other problem. It was just like a to do list of small problems. Yeah. Like There was no like insurmountable task. And OK, so jumping into the yeah, movie. Yeah. I was so it opens with Al, um Ali Mashaka yes. driving in a car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I did have that problem too of trying to keep everybody's names straight because oh, like they have because they have character names and then they have their real names and I want to call them by their real I'm names. I'm calling them Ali and AJ. Keep, like, what is it? Yeah. Course, Taylor and Courtney. Taylor is Taylor Ali, and Courtney. Courtney. Is, yeah. AJ. But so Ali yes. Mashaka is driving a car. And I was gonna Google, I had my computer up taking notes as I was watching this, and I was gonna Google what year this movie took place in, but then I saw Ali Machaka's hat and skinny scarf, and I, it <laughs> told me that it was 2006. And I was like, oh, yep. so this movie came out in 2006. And then I Googled it, and it was 2006. Yeah. Abba, I guess, I mean, I'll just ask right now, fashion corner, or are you gonna pepper throughout? Cause there's a lot. I, feel I just like. have to pepper it throughout. I'll pepper it throughout. Okay. But like, it is a, so like painfully Like painfully. And I was like, oh, that's exactly, I, like this movie dates itself. There's one outfit AJ wears where I was like, oh, I know everything about this time period, yes. which is the one where she sticks the chopsticks in her oh hair. Oh my God, and wears, I like, the this. same note. <laughs> and she also has like the kimono style like dress with yeah, the chopsticks, something like, like the that. Uh, silk fabric. I was like, that is so 2006. Everybody mm-hmm. did that. And also the other thing that really dates the movie is when she's in this driver's house, she goes to pick up her cell phone and it's a mm-hmm. flip phone. With you were too young for this look, but you used to put like stickers on your flip phone of like rhinestone patterns. So I had like a rhinestone like flower on the back of my flip phone, and that's what they have on their phones. And I was like, oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> well, it's also very important is that uh, her phone and herself is wearing all orange, and we learn in this scene because she's talking to the driving instructor, the test administrator, yes. or whatever. She's talking to him because her sister calls her. And she's like, please, I need to answer this. It's also, an emergency this whole for my sister. scene just to give you guys a baseline, like to imagine this scene. 
scene. It's just clueless, except she's like a good driver. So without all of the actual funniness, like she's just being like a really blonde, dumb, rich girl in her driver's test and is like, oh my God, I have to pick it up as my sister. And he's like, no, like don't do it. It's just the clueless driving test scene. I also, I wrote in all caps, Lucas C. Clueless because I reference it a lot. She's, it's just like the dumb, spoiled girl is bad behaving badly on her driving test, but she's actually a pretty good driver. So yeah, she's not bad at driving. Again, like the, there could have been more conflict here. Yeah, but uh, th- this is actually honestly one of the funnier parts of the movie for me, where she's just talking to this random employee and being like, "Oh, by the way, you have great eyes. You should wear more pastels and really make them pop." And he just like straightens out. He's like, "Oh, which thank is just you. clueless. Like, it's also just clueless. Just see clueless." All right, I haven't seen clueless. I'm gonna stop shaming. There's a me better on this version podcast. of this that you could just watch. Anyway, so yeah, her sister calls her and she pulls her to the side of the road and is like, "Oh my gosh, what is it?" She's like, "I found the perfect dress for my cotillion." cotillion. Um, but the problem is it's orange and she's like, okay, you can have it, but I need, I'm going to wear your shoes or something like that. And she says, and then she's like just expositing all this for the audience, but it's also for the driving instructor, which is why I think it's funny. Um, and she's like, well, see me and my sister are like best friends. And so we divide everything up, like who has like the newest outfit or something like that. And who has their favorite color? Yeah. Like they divide up colors. So like orange is Ali Mishaka's like signature color at this point, except she never wears orange again for this, except for like this first scene. And, yeah, or like, and purple except, is AJ. Oh, and it's, this is what I'm talking about. Like, they have a whole thing where they talk about that, and then they're like, oh, we divide up crushes, like, so we don't, like, crush on the same guy or whatever. Did you not think that that was gonna, like, that color thing might circle back, or, like, they might get a crush on the same guy since they explicitly brought that up? But it never happened. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. What is I, the I point mean, of saying that if it's never going to be an issue later? Well, honestly, I didn't really, like, expect... I wouldn't have expectations for romance to be involved in this film at all, because as my my knowledge of this film was just like, oh, two rich girls have to work Lucas, at their dad's Lucas, dairy company. It's Disney. And, Why did, what, how did you think there wasn't going to be a romance? Come on. Yeah. Uh, I have some problems with the romance in this yeah, one too. Same. And, yeah, but but we're gonna get there. Uh but so he tells her to pull into the uh driving lot and he she's like, Well yeah, you did fine, but like, you know, you have a really problem being distracted. Uh, and then she's like, well, you know, if you don't pass me, I'm just going to come back here every day, like from now for the rest of the summer and just ask for you specifically until you pass me. And then he's like, all right, fine, I'll pass you. And she's like, yay. Uh, and then we see AJ Machaka buy that orange dress and it costs like a thousand dollars. And she's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And one of the few like, things that comes back that I thought they were never going to come back to is that that dress costs, costs a thousand dollars. It seemed like yeah. a minor detail just to prove that they're rich. And then this is something we circle back on weirdly enough yeah um and then so then we cut to their house and their dad is the actor uh, from everything the actor from everything he's an is he from that much i I know i like i checked i sky i mdb scoped him i know he was on like heroes and i literally said uh, i was like what is this actor from question mark everything i didn't even look it up because he's just like (laughs) one of those guys who's in everything like he's been on like uh you know like the off, he was on the, he's the senator from the office angela's uh gay husband on the office he's on castle he was on yeah, like entourage like he's been on everything he if you see this man's face you know his face he's uh, he's, he's a chameleon yes yes um uh, and he's talking to the bad guy of the film, and I know, and they don't say he's the bad guy, but I took one it look at this man. It says bad guy. I said, that's the bad guy. Oh, no, not even that. I not even took one look at him, and I was like, okay, and then one line of dialogue gets delivered, and I was like, oh, you're the bad guy. Um, and, and so he says, like, he gives him his picture. This is and, the, uh, the most two of bonkers fucking part of the movie, is the fact that to put this in the Hall of Fame for Disney, weird Disney Channel hobbies, within the first <laughs> five of this movie... <laughs> 
we are we are introduced to the fact that they're these girls rich father who owns a dairy his greatest yeah. life's passion and hobby is collecting photos of butterflies i see that's the no they say photos but i think he just collects butterflies the, are those he has dead like, butterflies carcasses all over his office? Yeah, that's like an actual hobby. And Ew. I thought they, they... No, that's a thing. But then at some point they say butterfly photos. And I was like, but then why... Wait, does he collect photos or the butterflies? Because his wall is covered with butterflies. That's like, what, what I'm saying. That's I don't know. I don't know. But it's still a fucking weird-ass hobby. And I the fact that like out of anything they could have leaned into, that's what they went with is wild to me way out of left field but any but so they're talking he gives the uh the bad guy his name is ben or something uh a photo of the two of them oh bob excuse me it gives it gives him a photo of the two of them being like oh look at us we've been partners for 20 years and i was like like, he is going to backstab you immediately no and not even that and then he says like oh you know you know we've had our good times and our bad times like when you wouldn't take that catch him deal and i was like oh bad guy we got it (laughs) since you brought it up we're just gonna say this now this could have been a very interesting plot to this movie would have been like yeah is the dad actually bad is he really screwing over the dairy like these girls dealing with that and then fi- and then slowly uncovering that it was uncle bob the whole time this movie just completely hands it to you within like the yeah. first 30 minutes i i didn't even i didn't even think the whole thing of them like tr- maybe wondering if their dad actually did it My, where i thought this was gonna go is because i knew they had to work at the dairy i thought they were gonna work at the dairy and then uncover uncle bob's plot yes. and then have to try and like prove it yes. and like yes. gather evidence yes. and like break into his computer yes. or something because they mentioned 16,000 times that one of them is really good at math and one of them is really good yeah. at computers and yes. they never yes. come back i thought they were gonna have to do like some forensic accounting where like uh, AJ Machaga was going to break into his computer and then Ali was going like, to print out a bunch yes. of like uh, like Excel spreadsheets before he could come in and catch them. And then and Ali was, was going like, to run oh. the numbers and figure it out And because Ali's supposed to be good at math. Why did they fucking shove that down our throats to not have them do that? I don't understand it. They're, well, they do reference it kind of at one point, but we have to talk about that for the very end. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he's like talking. He's like, you know what? You've done such a great job. I got you this. And it's a ticket and he's like, what, what? I forget where they say it's to. South America, somewhere like that. I think it's South America. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Good for the one last butterfly he needs for his collection. And he and Bob is like, listen, you know, you've worked so hard. When's the last time you took a real vacation? Go down there and uh, catch that butterfly, man. And so he's like, listen, I can't leave in like three days this Monday. Uh, I can't just up and leave. I'll miss... Uh, Courtney, yeah, Courtney's party. Courtney's AJ, the younger one. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. The names confuse me. Uh, Courtney's party. And then he's like, oh, she won't care. She's just a kid. And so I was like, oh, so he's trying to get him out of the country so he can do shady shit at the company. Obviously. But, uh, and he's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. And then, uh, Allie and AJ pull up and, uh, Allie's car has, uh, congratulate me, I passed, like, written on in a banner and balloons trailing from behind. This is my main problem also with the beginning of this movie. This movie, I hope, as you would all remember, is, like, what they set this up to be is, like, these are two spoiled rich girls, a la Clueless, and, like, they are gonna have an arc of, like, realizing what's actually important in life, because they have to get a a job at their dad's dairy, and so they're going to be brought down to earth classic oh no fish out of water they can't do hard labor and then they're gonna learn something about yeah. you know about who they really are the class that is a classic movie format i was yeah. here for that the problem with the beginning of this movie is they're not like 
bad enough. Like, they're not that bad. Uh, yes. I 100%. I had this exact same. Not even the beginning of the movie. Literally through all the movie. Everyone's just like, you guys are just such spoiled rich girls. They never rare. do anything that terrible. No. And, and what's the the main, like, jarring thing to me about it is the fact that it's like, um, they have these friends, or Courtney has these friends, that are, like, the most spoiled, stuck-up, terrible. terrible rich girls and like I'm like those are the ones that need to learn the lesson like the, like Ellie and AJ are just kind of like airheaded and uh not like super aware of uh They're just like airheaded but the minute but like then they're not cuz they're also really smart right. apparently at math and computers and it's they they're not like even like that airheaded they don't not like oh what like the minute they realize they're something on they're like oh my god dad I'm so sorry like they show up with this banner on the car and he's like come on like he's kind of like that's you know a lot of money to spend for like this banner or whatever and they're like oh my god dad I'm so sorry like but like they, they're so nice to their father they're not yes. mean to him at all and they're always so apologetic when they like lightly screw up like these yeah. are not people that I was waiting to have like a like, oh, they need to A come to Jesus something. moment of like, yeah. oh, I've been horrible this whole time. It's like, no, I mean, yeah, they seem a little like, oh, like, oh, I screwed up. Well, I'm sorry. But I mean, I don't know any better. I'm, you know, a rich girl. But like everyone in the in the movie treats them like you guys are freaking horrible monsters who only know, who don't know the value of a dollar. And I was like, calm down, everybody. They're not that bad. I, I would have much preferred, um, there are two big similarities this movie has to Geek Charming that I thought of in the moment. One is that I would have preferred had they been more like uh, Dylan from Geek Charming. She was mean. She was like a bad person. Actively mean. Exactly. And she still had all the shopping and stuff, but yeah. she looked down These on others. These girls, like, their worst character trait, like, what we are supposed to, like, believe they are truly fucked up for is, like, liking going shopping. That is really their really yeah. one biggest flaw. Yeah, and when, they, when someone tells them how much something costs, they're just like, oh, money doesn't exist. Yeah, they just don't know the value of a dollar, which is, like, not great. Your kids should know, but they're also 16 and I would assume 15. And like, that's your job as a parent. Like, they're not bad kids. Uh, yeah, I could, we, I could go on about this, but we're going to move on. The other, cause the other thing I noticed about Charming is they get out of the car and he, the dad says, wait, where's Corinne? And she says, oh, uh, we dropped her out of Oh, they a, did drop their housekeeper like in the middle of the Yeah, they dropped, we dropped her off at the market to get groceries and gave her money for a taxi so she'd come back. And he's like, you made her take a taxi with all those groceries? And they're like, oh, sorry, we didn't think about that. We were just wanting so excited to come home and show you that we passed. And he's like, well, she's probably on her way back. It's fine. And this is, this is, this is what I was going to say about Geek Charming is I got the same vibe as in Geek Charming that I was like, we are never going to see this housekeeper. They are yes. going to be an anonymous like, character. We're never going to see her. We're never. I was like, where will Corinne be? Not only does she make an appearance, she actually gets lines, which she is the biggest scene. surprise. She has a full yeah. scene, like a few scenes. I was, I was shocked. I was shocked. I, from the first two scenes when they mentioned her and don't like see her, I was like, oh, they did not want to pay someone to be Corinne, did they? They did not want to pay for this they person. They didn't. I was surprised. Uh, but so and then he's like, well, since you passed your driver's test, check this out. And he opens up the garage, pulls a sheet back, and there's like a 1960s Mustang, I want to say. I don't know, cars well red enough. Red Mustang, a whatever. Nice old red Mustang. And guys, what comes out of their mouths is, oh my gosh, it's just like the car mom was driving and all those old photos. And mom I was like, dead. Dead mom, mom is dead. Mom is dead. Mom is dead. But like, why not? But like, okay, again, format of this movie, format of this script, like, why do we not like actually get confirmation the mom is dead until like the last 
10 minutes of the fucking movie. Like, we have to hear her talked about in the third person, like, vaguely for Always an in the past hour tense. before they even confirm she's passed. Yes. And then the scene where they confirm that she has passed, which we can go into more deeply later, comes right the hell out of nowhere out and of made me nowhere. die laughing. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Also... When he, when he pulls the garage door up to show her this car, I would like you to know the line that Ali Mashaka delivered is, Daddy, that's so hot. And I was like, don't say that. Yeah, they they use the word daddy all the Stop time in this movie. Stop saying daddy. And also, please don't say, Daddy, that's so hot. I would really appreciate that. Anyway, so she sees this car and is like, oh my gosh, it's great. And he's and she's like, let's take it for a spin. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, it's stick shift. You, you just got your license. You don't know how to drive stick. Don't worry, I've gotten someone to teach you how to drive stick shift. And then we do a hard cut. To a, a random hunk that Disney yeah. placed in a grassy field and ripped the sleeves off of his button-up mm-hmm. so his muscles would be bulging. He's uh-huh. also, with his father, like, his father is dealing with, like, a cow. Because this is, like, clearly a dairy farm. And yeah, yeah, he's holding a pig, and in one shot, the pig is struggling against this guy with, like, all the force of humanity. Like, the pig is trying to get out of his arms so bad. And then they cut to the dad, and then they cut back to the kid, and you can see that they've clearly sedated the pig because the pig is now asleep in his arms. They definitely gave it, like, a Xanax. I was laughing so hard at that. Oh, boy. Yeah, this hunk doesn't know nothing about how to handle animals. Um, But, yeah, he's, like, this hunk whose name is Jackson, because, uh, of course, it is. Uh, it was like, oh, come on, Dad, why do I have to teach, uh, Taylor Callum, that's their last name, uh, Taylor Callum how to drive stick? She's gonna ruin my truck and grind all the gears up, and he's like, listen, Callum's one of our biggest accounts for this small dairy farm we run. Um, we can't, I, I gotta keep him happy, like, it's not gonna be that big a deal, and then he's like, Taylor Callum is one of the most spoiled, uptight, uh, whatever various rich people insults and then she comes up and uh, walks behind him and she's like oh really i am all those things huh and he's like uh hi also i could not make heads or tails of their relationship here to this point because he was like taylor callum is like stuck up and spoiled and like this bitch and all this stuff and like she's like hi and, like, they didn't seem to know each other. Like, she's, like, you're, like, later That's what on, I'm saying. Like, later on, she's, like, taking, ob- like, making observations about his person. Like, hey, you're kind of mean. Like, do you guys not know each other or do you? Yeah, that is true. I mean, I, he doesn't, I don't know where he's getting his information. Maybe he's just, because they say later, like, oh, making all these assumptions about each other or something like that. But, like, she doesn't really make that many assumptions about him. Mostly, he's just kind of mean to her. And she's, like, geez, calm down, man. But so he, uh makes her put hold the pig and she's like gross and sets the pig down and then the dad's like listen i'll handle the pig you guys start driving and so uh we get to them in the truck jackson's like all right you know do the clutch shift up into the left and all that jazz put some gas on it and she like stalls the car and cuts the engine she's like well i'm never gonna learn this after she's literally like, it, she's like kind of like frustrated and it's like i'm hopeless as, you know, someone would be when they fuck something up. And instead of being like, hey, you know what, it's okay, let's give it another shot. She's also not mean to him. She's mean no. to herself. She's like, oh, fuck, I, I, I'm just not Yeah, and she's a li- she was a little offended because he was saying all those mean things about her. But she's never once like, shut up, farm boy. I'm yeah, she's so much better than you. Like, she's never like him. that. She's not mean to him. And she's like, at one point, she's like, oh, she's like, oh I'm just hopeless. And he literally turns to her and is like... <laughs> 
<laughs> he is rude to her. Yeah. He's like, why don't you actually try it something for once? Yeah. Try it something for once in your life. I was like, whoa, what the He's fuck? He's like, listen, I know you don't know the value of hard work, but like sometimes <laughs> in life you have to work at something in order to get what you want. Driving stick is hard and she's just yeah. frustrated you. And that asshole. was literally her first time. Like, <laughs> calm down. And so he's like, all right, give it a, and then he's like, whatever, give it a try again. And she does it, gets it, and moves the car forward. And so I thought, like, they would be have a bonding moment here, so she does it, moves the car, shifts it into first, and I was like, oh, they're gonna have a cute bonding moment here. And she, like, looks at him, she's like, see, I did it! Like, really sweet, and he looks at her, he's like, yeah, see what happens when you actually try? I was like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Okay, <laughs> dick? Like... He's he's the worst. And so they're driving, and then all of a sudden you see this look of this look of like horror and fear on the guy's face. And he's like, Stop the car. And she's like, What? And he's like, I gotta go check on this cow. And Martha. So I, Her name Martha, is Martha. Excuse me. And so I thought this cow was gonna be like giving birth or like bleeding out or something. And he's like, Stay here. And he runs to the cow and he just like is like patting her. He's just like, Okay, she's okay. Like he literally just needed to like look at the cow. Like he was acting like the cow was dying in front of him and he needed to jump out of a moving car to go save her but he's just like <gasps> okay there she's still there I, I, okay we're fine um, but then she gets out of the car and goes over and is like what's up with this cow and he's like oh she's pregnant I wanted to make sure she's you know not giving birth or something and then he's like I told you to stay in the truck and she's like yeah well whatever and he's like You're did you put boss of me. yeah and then, he's, and then he's like did you put the parking brake on and she's like uh and we see the car rolling Roll down a hill into a, into a lake and so she's like oh my gosh I'm so so sorry I just didn't know uh, and like, again, uh, again, here, if you wanted to make them really unrelatable and needing to get taught a lesson, have her be like, what? Like, can't you just get a new one? Instead, yes. she's like, so emphatically sorry. She's so sorry. Or have her be like, and it was such a piece of junk anyway, or something yes, like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, that is just like an easy fix line-wise to be like, oh, these girls don't don't get it. And, but she was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, your truck, like, I'll get money to pay for it. Like, I under, like, yeah. she fully understands that she I fucked up. I take full responsibility for my actions. Um, <laughs> and, and then he's like, and admittedly, I thought he was gonna go back to being the dick he was literally five seconds ago, but he's just like, uh, no, it's okay. I, I mean, you didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, and it now an he's accident. not a dick. I can't get heads or tails with these people. And, like, they're... It's... They're uh, the feelings about each other. It's very confusing. So then she's like, listen, don't worry. Um, My dad will pay for it. And then we do a hard cut. A lot of hard cuts in this movie. Really swift cuts. Really swift. Hard cut to this dad doing the biggest spit take I've seen in a while. Like, literally, they're all sitting at dinner. <laughs> I forgot about this. It is massive spit take. Yeah, he's sitting at dinner. He literally spits the length of the kitchen table. It goes all the way down. I was like, jeez. Also, this kitchen that they're in, this is the kitchen in their house, is not nice enough for their I had the same note. They have such a normal kitchen and such like a normal kitchen table. It is so boring. And I was like, aren't these people supposed to be like God, like ungodly wealthy? Like, it looks like shit, honestly. I was like, this is insane. It didn't look bad. It just didn't look like uh, fanciful. Like, we've seen nicer kitchens from purportedly non-rich characters. Yes, yes, yes. Like, people that are like, Allegedly, like struggling. Like, this how this these people are allegedly like heiresses to a dairy fortune, and like their kitchen looks like garbage. I'm sorry. And uh, and then she's like, "Well, listen, if you use like my discount, you can take all this money off." And he's like, "Listen, guys, it's not about the discounts. Just like." I know you guys think I got a money tree growing on outside, but you got to realize that, you know, money is worth something or something like that. And she's just like, well, listen, I, I don't know. I don't remember how this conversation exactly goes. <laughs> Honestly. I kinda... Yeah, it doesn't matter. So keep, so on to the next thing. 
kind of zoned out here. Um, the only thing I wrote down for this scene is that I feel like of the two, I feel like AJ sells the rich girl thing a lot better than Allie. She's more vapid than Allie slightly, but she's also yeah. supposed to be younger. Yeah, that, that's probably part of it. Um, and then it cuts to that night and the dad is packing for the trip and explaining to He's AJ. He's also missing his daughter's cotillion for this butterfly trip. I, I have problems with this dad. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's talking, he's, he's like making sure he's like, Listen, uh, if you don't want me to go, I won't go. I, I like, I, I'll be there if you want me to. And she's like, oh no, go on your trip. It's been so long since you took a vacation. You need this butterfly. And besides, you need you'd, this butterfly. and besides, I mean, you'd have to dance, uh, and everything. And I know you'd just be embarrassed. Oh just my go. God. I'll this just is have the a first time friends. we hear about the spotlight dance at the cotillion and you will hear about it. Five. Yeah hundred more times before the end of this movie by the end i was literally like if they say spotlight dance one more time i'm literally gonna bang my head against the wall emma speaking of that like what is a cotillion i don't know (laughs) what this is is. it like is it like a south thing like is it supposed to be in the south because it sounds like a a southern thing okay i i'm butchering this we don't have this where i'm from i do not understand it i have had very few friends ever do anything like this like it's like a debutante yeah they use the word debutante at some point it's like a debutante situation that very rich communities do literally at like a country club mainly in the south sometimes other areas where like 15 year old girls are like they have a, they wear nice dresses, they have a party, and they have a date. That's it. But this didn't seem to be put on by any society or anything. This was put on, like, for, like, they were throwing this party for themselves, which I thought was bizarre. It doesn't seem to be the usual layout of, like, a debutante ball, but okay. Yeah, they, I, yeah, I don't even really know what a debutante is, but we don't need to get into all that. But I was just like, I feel like cotillion isn't enough of, like, a, uh, what's the word enough of a universal it isn't universal and also like where are we geographically i would love to know where is river city yeah river city is where it takes place we do not get where i i don't know but the thing to note here is that she's like listen i'm gonna take to heart what you said about understanding money is worth something and while you're gone i will not spend one cent more of the budget that you and that budget is twenty five thousand dollars fuck he does have a money tree. That's I was a like, wedding oh money. You could, you could get married. You could throw a whole wedding for that kind of cash. I, and she, and also, keep in mind, that is just one fourth of four other parts that are making, because there's three other girls in this cotillion. So yeah. the four of them are all combining $25,000 for one event? You know what I would, you know what I would have done? Um, I just, this just came to me while we're like literally right now. What I would have done is I would have made it a sweet 16 thing and then have her like be competing with the other four girls to throw like the biggest sweet 16 or something like that. That's why she's like, always like, no, I need as much money as I can get. Otherwise, Stacy's going to have a better part than me. I feel like that would have been more universal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And plus that would have gone into the whole, was, was my super sweet 16 still popular in 2006? Yes, I feel definitely. Like, okay. Yeah. So. Part of the zeitgeist. I think that would have gone further for the whole spoiled thing, you know, as like only caring about throwing the best party, which they is kind of there with the cotillion, but it's just su- such a such a weird thing that I, I couldn't mesh with it. So then we cut to them in the kitchen the next day. Um, it's Corinne's day off, which, which, which again made me think she was not going to appear. I said, in this "Where book. is Corinne? Justice for Corinne? Where is she? I want to see her." And I was like, "I'm never going to see her." But then we do. We do. We do. And Allie, nope. I mean, and AJ is trying to use an electric can opener to open a can of like vegan chili or something, and she's like, "Man." I can't believe we have to make food for ourselves because it's Corinne Day's off. And then and AJ says, oh, man, I could hack into a computer better than a nerd, but I can't get a can open to work. And I was like, what was that line for? Yeah, like, what was... Okay, yeah, what was that line for? Especially because the only thing AJ ever does with a keyboard and a computer is fuck something up royally later on in the movie. That's exactly what happens. And uh, this is the only line we get that she's good at computers. We've seen that Allie is very good at math. 
No, they say it again in the dairy. In the dairy, when they ask to work in the office, they say oh, it yeah, again. Yeah. Both of them. They're like, hey, they're like, my sister's so good at computers. The other one's like, yeah, my, she's a math genius. Like, they yeah. say it again, and then nothing happens with nope nope um and so uh they're like cooking this thing they put it in pots to light the stove start warming it and then aj gets a call from one of their friends and being like oh my gosh heather's at the store they have she found the perfect there's shoes there's like one store in this town called holly's and that's it oh yeah there's perfect shoes to wear with my dress for my cotillion and they also found they also just got in these boots or whatever that you've been looking for we have to head down there right now and uh, my question was why you couldn't just have heather pick them up for you if she's already there there, but whatever and so they like are and she's like that's what's happening and Allie's like but why are we still standing here and she throws a washcloth uh onto the pot of chili and we see it light on fire and i was like what what is about yeah, to happen I, was, I, was, I, I saw that and i was like do they burn their fucking house down in this movie uh but so then we cut to them driving back we've got in the must they're in the mustang with their bags of shopping in the back seat and then aj turns to Allie and says man you've gotten really good at the stick shift uh, Jackson really taught you, and I was like, I thought you crashed his truck into a river. Where did, when did you learn how to do the stick, stick shift? We saw you drive it for one second. Like, what? Yeah, when she's now amazing at it, but also the more important thing here is that they've used fake French in this. Oh, scene. yes. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I wrote that down too. They could not get away without Disney doing Channel it. still thinks it's so cool that rich girls do that. Saw it in Get a Clue, saw it in Geek Charming, and here too, it's back, and I hate it. Um, the other important thing, so they pull up to their house and they see the fire trucks all around it and are like, oh my gosh, the house. But the thing is, so obviously this is a house that they rented to shoot out of for however long it took this week. So they couldn't actually like, you know, do fire damage to it. So what they just did is they just put like a smoke effect coming out of like the front door. And it's really so whack. I I also thought like, go big or go home, Disney. Like, Burn the whole house down. Like, I wanted the house to be burnt down. And it, they really just, like, messed up the kitchen. Like, it's yeah. covered in black. Yeah, uh, we kind like of the kitchen, and they kitchen. just, like, they just, like, painted the stove and, like, the, uh, the air duct vent thing over the stove, black and, like, charred. And then the dad's staying there, and Corinne is right next to him, uh, first time we see her, and then is like, guys, I can't believe this. Um, like, you, you just screwed up again in, like, two days. And then, <laughs> And he's she not believe like, that this happened. Yeah, and then he's it's like, oh, I'm sorry, like I, I I don't know. Um, and he's like, this was your mother's favorite room in this house where she created all of our recipes. And I was like, why, why are we gonna keep just like passing, mentioning her in passion? Like, tell me how this woman died or stop talking about her. I don't care. Right, and and I I was at this point I was just like, oh God, we're doing this. All right, whatever. Um, and then he's like, um, I've made a decision. Clearly you two don't know anything about responsibility. And I was like, for the millionth time, responsibility is not their problem. They take full responsibility for their actions when they screw up. Admittedly. They're just like kind of distracted. Yeah. Admittedly, the whole like going, uh, to a shopping spree or whatever instead and accidentally leaving something on fire is like, you know, shows that your head isn't in the right place, I guess. But it's not like they don't get hard work or whatever but he's like i've made a decision you two are getting a summer job i'm cutting off your allowance and your credit cards you have to work for anything you want to buy now at the it's, dairy that at the dairy that where all owns. their money comes from yes also the other thing that happens here so they immediately are like oh my god like no like i can't i don't want to do that 
And their reasons for not be wanting to, like, get this summer job at the dairy are so weird. AJ's like, um, but I have, like, my cotillion, and I have to get a date. Like, I don't have a date for the spotlight dance. I'm like, what does having a job interfere with your ability to get a date for the spotlight? <laughs> like, why? Like, how much time were you putting in? How much boots on the ground, like, work were you putting in day to day, like, to get that date for the spotlight dance? Like, just pick somebody. Does she say that here? I thought that, I thought this is where she's just like, I have stuff we need to plan or something like that. No, she says both. She says, oh, okay. she says, I we have stuff we need to plan and also I don't have a date yet. And I was like, well, that's not his problem. Also, we did skip it. I forgot. While they were having dinner earlier and he did the massive spit take, she's like, well, listen, I mean, what well, doesn't help that Jackson was such a mean guy and then aj is like he's like hot though and then she's like really and then she's like really you think so and he's like oh yeah with those muscles and the hair total hottie and she's like i know right he's kind of cute and i was like well okay so obviously that's Allie's uh love interest for this film and we're gonna so the older AJ. one is with this farm boy and we've yet to see the younger one's love interest which we will be getting oh to. my gosh i can't with this guy um, so, so he's like, yeah, so tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., you guys are showing up to the dairy, and they're like, 7 a.m., eh. Rough cut, 5.30 in the morning. Yes, rough cut, and I will say, this is, I, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie, because I love the amount of fun this dad is having, where he's got a full-on open Hawaiian shirt, and like a military trumpet, and they, their alarm goes off, and they just like roll over back asleep, and then he comes in with a, like, it's like the military thing, like, I was like, damn, this guy knows his way around a trumpet. It. Like, I was impressed. Um, but so he's like, all right, guys, get up, head to the dairy. I got a flight to catch. Let's go, go, go. And then this is the scene. So we cut down to them in their car getting ready to go. Weren't Ellie Mishaka or AJ? God damn it. AJ is wearing chopsticks yeah. in her hair. <laughs> and then I think Allie has on this like crazy like ball necklace or something like that. that I was And like, earrings. And they also do that thing that you did in 2006 where they have these like Super, I literally at one point was like, who the fuck is curling AJ Mashaka's hair? Because they have these super defined, like, big ass banana curls. And their hair also, I think both of those girls' hair is naturally curly. And like, it's like these big ass, chunky ass banana curls. And like, not even a single person is running a brush through this shit. It is just hanging there. And these like, heavy ass, thick, crunchy curls. And I was like, oh my god, someone brushed their hair. But that's just me. <laughs> Uh, we also get in this scene that the dad says, by the way, keep in mind that I'm going someplace so remote that they don't no have cell, cell service. Don't have cell phones, so you can't get in contact with me. And I was like, wow, I wonder if that's gonna be important later. Like, is this really the best call, dude? You're like giving your daughters their first ever job, leaving them with a house co- cleaner, clean, like housekeeper that we just saw for the first time ever. And they're like basically alone in this house after they just burned it down and you're still gonna go on this trip no cell service i just think he makes bad decisions like i would be like okay you know what these girls are going through a period of flux i'm gonna cancel my stupid fucking butterfly trip i mean definitely he makes bad decisions but i think maybe at this point i'm just desensitized from seeing so many bad disney channel parents that this guy i was like eh, you know it's, it's not the worst could could have been worse <sighs> um but so there you go to the dairy and we see some like pictures where they do like a little like shot around so you can see some of it and they show us a sign that says had no accidents for 246 days. I wonder Pre- if that will come back into play. Previous record 247. So they were so close to breaking the record. And I was like, oh, I'm sure AJ, Allie and AJ won't cause any accidents at this dairy. 
Um, and, and so they're like, they like are looking at a picture of their mom holding like a yogurt cup and again, being like, again, again, we're talking about this dead mom and how she created all the recipes for the dairy. Also, like, what was her recipe for yogurt? I mean, that's a thing. You, you could be, you could make yogurt at home and I guess they just make it for, for, at a production plant now. Um, but then they, we meet, uh, Fran, who's like the uh, lady who runs the floor or something like that. I love Fran. She yeah, she great. yeah, she was fun. No, Luke, you missed. They go into Bob's office first. Oh yes, Bob. Right. They they go first before they meet Fran. They go into Bob's office, and who we've immediately decided is a villain. And they're like, "Hey, Uncle Bob." And I was like, "Are these people fucking related? Like, is that his brother?" But they're not. It's right? a full it's a full house situation. It's okay, a okay. it's a, it's an Uncle uh, Joey type situation. Um, also, they do that thing that I love, where like one of them pokes her head around the corner, and then the other one puts her head on top of the other head and pokes yes, her around I the corner. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but they're like, hey, Uncle Bob, we're here to work. And then he's like, oh, okay. And we see him doing something on the computer. And he's like, okay, just give me one second. And then he types and he it. closes everything out and it all goes black. And I literally wrote down, Bob is villainous. Yeah. Bob and I was like, villainous. and I was like, he's in the process of like, you know, cooking the books or whatever, <laughs> or ma- messing with stock <laughs> to take, cooking, taking, messing with the stock to take control of the company and I was like, or something. Oh, and then in that moment when I realized, okay, Bob's cooking the books. You, this I was like, this will be the main conflict of this movie. They're going to have to save their father's dairy from Bob. Yeah. They're going to have to figure out what's going on and put a stop to it. And that is not what happened. No, he says, well, you're not reporting to me. You're reporting to Fran. So let's go meet her. And uh, so, yeah, then we go meet Fran. And she and they're like, listen, so, like, what are we going to be doing? Like, I will be happy to do, like, intern stuff, like running coffee, making coffee. They want coffees, him to do office stuff, typing. Make, getting coffee. I'm good at computers. And then Fran's like, well, your dad was very specific. He wants you to work on the production floor doing whatever. And they're like, you want us to work out here wearing these clothes? And, uh, and then they're like, yeah, it won't be that bad. And, like, basically we then cut to them doing the job, which is just, like, feeding the containers into the machine to fill with yogurt. And also... Allie, not Allie. God damn it. It's hard. AJ, it's hard. <laughs> AJ Mashaka is now wearing a hairnet, but the chopsticks are still sticking out of her bun. That was the one time I genuinely laughed. I did. She put I the hairnet on and stuck the chopsticks. I noticed that. I laughed at that too. I was like, that's, uh, that's brilliant. I, and they, she does it again later. I was like that. Whoever did that in costume, give them a million dollars. Cause that's hilarious. Uh, but so they're just like, you know, putting cups and whatever. And then AJ is like, Hey, I'm going to take a picture of you because you look so funny and I'm going to send it to Jackson and then she's like how would like, she have his phone number <laughs> Emma we don't know the previous relationship of anyone in this film I'm do these just... kids all go to the same school like do they have a school that would that actually wouldn't make sense that would make some sense relatively because this is summer it's a summer job so that would make sense I honestly and then she's like no don't and she like wrestles with her and then the, the cell phone the rhinestone flip phone it falls into a cup of yogurt and they have to run over and be like hey we dropped our phone in the thing you gotta stop the line and the guy is a real dick to them yeah and, he, and admittedly like here it's kind of founded where he's just like we're gonna lose production time blah 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 blah. and then she's like don't worry i got this and she Allie calls the phone and then finds uh the cup it's in because they lost track of it and then they're like okay you can start it and then he's like well we just lost four minutes of production time and i was like it has not been four minutes it hasn't been it hasn't been also this guy stopped being such an ass it's their first day and there's she's a 15 year old like in what universe also again like maybe these people do secretly just harbor like in weirdly intense animosity feelings towards these you know, 15-year-old girls. Yes. 
um, and I hate them. But like at the same time, in what universe would the people that work at this company be mean to the, the boss's, boss's daughter? Daughters. I had the, the same boss's note. daughters. Oh, these adult men are like fucking mean to them. And I was like, <laughs> what? Wouldn't you suck their ass a little bit because they're the boss's daughters and they're also fifteen year old kids? Everyone else working on this production line is grown adults. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Funnily enough, as in Genius, where it's like, why are you being mean to children? Like yes, they're trying, yes, they're yes. trying. Their best. Or just be like a normal person, like, and it would like be more normal if, like, you know, they like kept sucking and like, you know, fucking things up with the the dairy. Then be like a normal person and talk about them behind their back, and yeah. then have them like overhear it and be like, oh my god, those rich bitches. They would never be this rude to their faces. Hundred percent. And then even then, he's like, well, we just lost production time, and then she's like, oh, we'll just like speed it up for for this by this much percentage for this many minutes, and you'll get back on schedule, which is a viable solution to the problem they've created. And everyone they. And then it cuts to them getting ready to go to lunch, and then they walk into the lunchroom, and then everyone's just, like, glaring at them, like, those four minutes of lost production time. so mean to them. Yes. So, so mean. Yeah. Uh, just the world, like, it's crazy. Also, they walk into the lunchroom, and this was another time I genuinely laughed, was, um, they walk into the lunchroom, everyone's, like, eating, like, brown paper bag lunches, whatever, and some, like... Something comes up about lunch, and one of the girls goes, "What do you mean there isn't a caterer?" And I yeah, they, they start talking to the friend, the dad, the the friend Heather. Her father works at the dairy, and so he's the one to Wait, come up to. Who's them. Heather? Uh, the the friend with the, with the dress that. Oh, the poor friend. She yeah. that's her dad. Yeah. You didn't get oh. that? Also, she's played by Susie Crabgrass from Nesda Classified School Survival Guide. That's who that fucking is. I <laughs> literally had a note that I didn't know. Did I recognize that girl from something? Also, I did not realize that was her dad. Yes. And I, I thought it was when they kept being like, you're like our second father. And I was like, why? I was like... <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Uh, because he's like, oh, we're all so excited to go to your cotillion. Because she invited Heather and her parents. And he's like, it was nice of you to include us. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're like family. Um, so he's the one to kind of be like, hey, g- girls, don't worry. It's your, your, you know, kids. The only one of this room full of adults to be normal to them. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, you're just gonna have to get lunch from one of the vending machines if you didn't bring one there. Yeah. There is no catering, which, yeah, it was a funny line. Um, and then like some people start getting. This some- is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, I it's a cute love scene. This. It's a cute scene. And so they start getting some instruments ready in the back. And he's like, oh, this is a de- idea your dad came up with. It's like homemade jams or something it's like called- that. It's called homemade jams. Yeah. Come on, guys. That fun. I was living. It's good. And then the, and then like, uh, Fran and like a country band of employees who all just happen to play instruments. The dairy band. Also, like, the song they were singing kind of slaps. Oh, yeah, it's it's good little, like, country tune where it's like, I went down to the dairy and something like that. Like, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it, too. Then, like, everyone starts, like, dancing and jumping around. It's like, oh, because we're all a family and stuff like that. And, like, Allie and AJ start, like, clapping and, like, getting into it. And it's just, like, very... They do the classic thing, which is, like, audience member who is originally very skeptical of this performance. And then they slowly are, like, clap, clap. Yeah, and then they're so into it. And then, this is Lucas. This is the thing that pissed me off more than anything in this movie the dairy bands like who wants to go next and oh, Ellie and yeah. they, like shoot their hands into the air and she's like my sister and i are really good singers and they're like mm, no like you can sing back up I, I was like they're gonna get turned down here but i cannot wait for their inevitable musical number because it's nope. Ellie and fucking aj they are singers and musicians why would you in a movie 
about a dairy <laughs> and heiresses incorporate a random country western band, if not to give Allie and AJ an excuse to perform in the they movie. They never use the fact that they are musicians in this film. I have the same There's note. no it's- musical number. There's no me. They do not perform. They don't sing. I think they, there is a song that they perform in the film, but they just like play it over a scene. There's nothing no, with it's the just characters. Over the over the background of something. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but that is not. Why would why is the Dairy Band necessary? It's absolutely insane. the Dairy Band perform three separate times. Allie and AJ are never incorporated nope. into the band. Nope, nope, nope. It's wild. <laughs> it's literally one of the craziest decisions this movie makes. Did they like make it? We're like, okay. Did they write it in the script thinking they were performing? Allie and AJ were like, no. Like we're go- we're going just full actress mode on this. We're not. We're not. Or they're not not doing country. Like I don't understand what happened here because that seems tailor made for them to it, perform. It's a perfect setup. For that gets no payoff. Uh, but then, again, in keeping to the whole being mean to children, he doesn't say you can sing back him. He says, this band's only for real hard working dairy folk, not rich, spoiled brats like you or something like that. And I was like, guys, they did, they messed up one time on day one. Like, calm the hell down. Give them a down. break. Yeah. And then, okay. And then this is the thing that made me laugh in this scene is that I think it actually might happen before the band, but whatever is that the guys, the, the dad is like, Oh yeah. So we're excited for the cotillion. She's like, Oh, I am too. If I can ever get a date. And then she literally looks to her left and then it's like, Oh, that guy will do. And so <laughs> there's, it's this tall guy. Um, and then he, she's like, who is this hunk? And, uh, the dad is this like, this guy, so unattractive. It actually <laughs> bothered me. Um, and the dad's like, oh, that's Philippe. He's a French foreign exchange student staying with the Millers. And your dad gave him an internship here, uh, over the summer or whatever. And then she's just like, that is one tall drink of water. And then Allie is like, why don't he walks out and Allie's like, why don't you go talk to him? And then she's immediately just like, oh no, but what if he says no? And what if he doesn't talk to me? And I was like, why are you not being the confident woman that we know that you are, AJ Machaka? What is this sudden lapse of judgment? But I know he's going to come back. And when he, when he speaks, we are going to talk about him. So, okay. So then it cuts to the after lunch and they're like taking like this whole big tray of flavoring. Uh, blueberry flavoring walking through the halls and there we see them wearing like high heels they make the point to show that off because of what's about to happen because they're carrying oh yeah they're there yeah yeah because they're carrying this big tray of goop and i was like oh blueberries i'm guessing for this yogurt yes and i and i and i saw them carrying that big tray of goop and i was like oh my gosh that's ending up on them (laughs) there's no chopping or screwing they are going to be end up covered in that sweet stuff and uh they're like walking this like you know what everyone is so mean to us at lunch i think the only thing we can do is really buckle down get our tails moving and like work hard and so they're like pick up the pace and then they immediately slip and fall and dump the blueberry flavoring all that over themselves i remember themselves. from the trailer oh that yes i remember from the trailer that's one of the most famous shots and i like i remember this movie being a lot more mess humor centric than it actually is there's pretty much just this and then one other time they get like super messy i think maybe a third but um, mm-hmm. that that one, I was like, oh boy, this is coming. And then they're and then everyone in the dairy just openly laughs at them. Like they're just like first they laugh and they're like, oh god, we're gonna sterilize this whole area. And then again, like we said, they're just immediate. They're not even like, oh gross, this is all terrible. Now nah, they're like, oh, where are the mops? We'll clean it up. Like we're really sorry, guys. Like it's just like these are not terrible people. I don't- they're not bad people, and I and I do not understand it. So okay, so then it cuts to the end of the day. Everyone's going up to the lo- uh the when HR or whatever to get paid. 
to get their paychecks. And they walk up to this guy named Marvin or Melvin or something. And they're like, hey, so... This is such a weird scene. Okay, I want you talk about it because I want to hear what you thought about this and then circle back. I mean, all I was going to say is just that they're like, how much do we get paid? And then he's like, you don't. You have to work a whole week. And then they're like, okay. And then that's kind of it. I didn't have much to say about it. No, and then at the end, there's this weird beat. Oh, oh, yeah. What they were trying to do here. But they literally are like... he, you can tell he's like an old veteran employee, the guy that handles yeah. the paychecks, Marvin. He's an older man. And you can see Allie like genuinely go, Oh, I'm just so glad to still see you around here, Marvin. And then like smiles after he like turns them down for not getting paid. And then like they walk out and then they keep the camera on Marvin and you can see him get like visibly worried. Like, yeah. were we supposed to think that he thought she was threatening to have him fired? I, yeah, that actually, okay, I did realize I didn't have something to say. Do you that, remember that? That was one. That was part of it. And cause this movie, is not super funny. There's a couple of things that no. you, you kind of get like a... <laughs> that was not a joke. I did not see the humor in that. No, but no, that's what I'm saying. They do these weird things to try for jokes where they're just like, let a scene go on a little longer than it needs to and like think that that's humor. Like earlier they, when their dad's letting them off in the car, like she like starts the car and then he's like, all right, put it in stick shift and you know, don't hit the clutch and like, like just like random talking in that's not necessary to the scene and then it's supposed to kind of be funny. Um, but there aren't any actively, like, bad jokes, except for the one that I found in this scene, where he tells them, like, hey, if you really want to make money, you just gotta put your nose to the grindstone. And then they each, like, touch their own noses, and are like... <laughs> like idiots. And then like, are, idiots. Yeah, and then are like, well, that would really hurt, Marvin. And then he's like, haha, you beloved idiots. That also I didn't find to be funny. I was no, like, it wasn't. play, like, the beats of a joke. I was like, I was like, what? Like, are they just making a genuine observation? Also, this was the point where I paused the movie after that long beat on Marvin. I was like, okay, so they, like, survived their first day. They, like, kind of made an ass of themselves. And everyone at the dairy, like, is weirdly mean to them. But I was like, I pause the movie and I looked at the timer and I go, okay, I'm now 30 minutes deep into this movie and I have yet to discover, like, a central conflict. Like, this seems fine. Like, it's uncomfortable because everyone kind of hates them and they're kind of struggling, but it seems fine. They seem to be doing just fine. Yeah, I agree. Like, they're, like, messing up, but there's nothing, like... You know, like what is the what is what are, what is the hurdle they must overcome? It, because we're thirty minutes in. Yeah, it's yeah. The pacing of this movie is weird. I, I'm not. It's a it's it's a problem. I, there's nothing more I can say about it. It's just like whatever. Um, but the other and the the weirdest thing about this movie to me is like this is gonna be a weird analogy, but it's the only the best way I can explain it. I think to explain it is that it's like you have three various liquids. Uh, that are, uh, yeah, I know, it's gonna, it's gonna be weird, but stay with me. That, and it's like, plot A, plot B, and plot C. And plot A is the main, the main story, and it's like, you know, the whole dairy thing or whatever. Plot B is Allie's romance, and plot yes. C is AJ's romance. And I feel like they thought, okay, all we've gotta do is try and mix these together in a way to make a movie. But what ends up happening is the liquids separate in the jar. So, like, part of it will be just like, all right, we're spending all of our time on part A. Oh, no, wait a minute. Now we're going we to shoe we're gonna, we're gonna shoot Airhorn in plot B, and then we're going to shoehorn in plot C, and then we're going to, like, try, and then at the very top, just add a little bit of the rest of the main plot, and then we're fine. And it really... It's, it truly is. It's a Frankenstein together movie, and that there's yeah, no, it no almost, structure. It, it, it almost is like a PowerPoint, where it's like, okay, here's plot A, and we're gonna come back to this. Here's plot B, we're gonna come back to this. Here's plot C, <laughs> we're gonna come back to this. Here's a little more plot A. Here's a little bit more plot B. 
Here's it's, a little yeah, more classic. Yeah, it's not the normal structure of a movie like a rise and a fall. And the other thing that I wanted to say about did, did you did we talk like did she already see her love interest at the dairy as? Yeah, that, that, that's the scene we're about to get into. Okay. I was just gonna say, cause yeah. I mean, there's nothing to really say about this scene. She runs into the hot farm boy again, Allie and AJ do on their way out. And he's like. Immediately made again, to like, her. This, in, this, and this interaction is fine. She's like, I need to bring you the money for your truck. And he's like, oh, you can mail it. And she's like, no, I wanna come by and see how Martha's doing. Like, does she actually care about that cow or does she just try to get in his pants? Cause I can't tell. I also can't really tell if she's really trying to get into his pants because yeah. they don't really have any chemistry or anything to build on. I know, I know. I wouldn't say they, I wouldn't say they don't have chemistry. I think at this point they don't have a lot of chemistry, but I think as the movie goes on, I was like, I, I kind of, no, I mean, it. yeah, as the movie goes on, but yeah. at this point, I'm like, I don't understand why you're trying to go over to his house. Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but what's weird about this scene, um, well, what's weird about this is that they basically, she's like, oh yeah, I'll come by to see the cow and give you the money. And he's like, okay, cool. And then everybody acts like they just agreed to go on a date, pretty much. Yes. Everyone involved. That's not what happened. She said, I'll come by your house later. And he's like, okay. And then like, we, in a couple scenes, they would do like these intense, like getting ready montage. And, yes, like, this is where you hear the Ellie and AJ song and they're all getting ready. And this man is like trying on different shirts. He got a bouquet of flowers for her. And I was like, he hated her in the last scene, like visibly. Hated oh, yes. her. And now he's like all in in love with her, getting her a bouquet of flowers. Like, why wouldn't this be a slow burn to a gradual? Yeah, yeah. Because because in between that, we cut to a scene with the girl, the the friend Heather, and is like, oh, uh, uh, Allie's gonna go talk to go see Jackson tonight. Because uh, he's totally in love with her. And I was like, they have been nothing but mean. Like, he's been nothing but mean yeah, to her. Yeah, he's been nothing but mean to her. And yeah, yeah that, that's that's the line that I wrote down. She's like, he's totally in love with her. I was like, he, like, you might think he's hot. We've heard you say he's hot. But he has given you no signs of being in love with you. Until we cut to the scene of him getting ready. And he's got a fucking bouquet of flowers. And he's, like, spraying cologne all over himself. Like, it's like they just decided that he was going to be in love with her. Uh, absolutely. But also, don't leave out the fact that they made sure to include a shirtless scene for the ladies. He also has, I say this with love, whoever is actors, the weirdest body. Like, just so many muscles. <laughs> You're being really insulting heads today, or tails of his body. Like, I, there was bulges in places I didn't know there could be bulges. I was like, I was like, put your shirt back on. I didn't even want it. Fair enough. But so while Allie's getting ready to do that... We fi- well, Ali's going to do that. We figure out AJ's plan. So they uh, they give Heather the scoop on this foreign exchange student boy, and they say, "What we're going to do is we're going to go over to the mi- the Miller's house, which is who he's staying with." The foreign yes. exchange student. Go over there, and we're going to invite Richie Miller, who they hate, who's like a, a loser. Yes, and they're going to invite him. Uh, be say pretend his invite got lost in the mail or something. Um, and then we're going to say, "Oh, you have a foreign exchange student. Well, we can invite him too. Why not?" And so they're like, perfect, that way you're not being direct, you're just kind of bringing it up, great plan. So they cut to him do, doing that. Not right? a bad plan, also. Don't hate this plan. Also, this the, this is the friend that we were talking about earlier, guys, that is a Susie Crabgrass. Yeah, yeah. Is that her name? Yeah, I, well, her name's Heather, but the character's name, the character she played on Ned's Declassified was Susie Crabgrass. That's so. what I recognized her from. I was like, she's so familiar. Her, <laughs> I've seen her face Also, I, also, times. Also, I'd like to point out that I feel like anytime a girl has a plan to manipulate a boy, Emma's always like, good plan. Like, yeah, this is solid. I, yeah, I fully stand by manipulation of men in all of these movies as long as it's a, i was like i was like i would do that good plan yeah yeah like it's like if you weren't manipulating boys like this when you were 15 you weren't doing anything this was how you got dates you had to like trick boys into think like asking you out but so but so we cut to uh the miller house and richie's on his like 
patio playing like golf. I thought they were at a mini golf course at first. Then I realized he has a mini golf set up like on Yeah, he has, he has one of like those automatic putter things where like you like knock it into the hole and it knocks it back, I think. I don't know. And then he, they're like, yeah, so like, sorry, your invite got lost, but I, I felt bad that you uh, thought you didn't get invited. And he's like, I really don't care. Like, I don't want to go to a party anyway. And then they're like, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, and then he's like, will there be video games? And that's with that line. I was like, I, and like the haircut they give this kid. I was like, I hate what were they're trying to do with Richie. Like, they're trying to make him seem like the most, like, weird dweebo that they can create, and it really pissed me off. Dweebo? I don't know, but they, he's not in the movie that much, so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be much more important. Um, but he's like, well, I mean, I don't even really like dancing, like, or whatever. And they're like, listen, there's gonna be, you know, cute girls there or something. He has zero interest in this. Zero. And then, uh, she's like, well, you know what? Maybe you'd feel more comfortable if you brought someone, like a friend or a foreign exchange student. Do you have one of those? <laughs> And then he get, and at first I was like, wow, ha ha, AJ, you just blew your cover. Now he's going to know what you really want. And he's like, yeah, I do. I'll go ask him. And I was like, wait, you didn't like what she, no one talks like that, Richie. What are you? And then, yeah, he goes against Philippe. And then, like, they sit him down on the porch, and they're oh, like... Oh, Philippe. Oh, Philippe. I am ready to talk about Philippe, everyone. And so they're talking to Philippe, being like, yeah, you know, it's like a party where you come and you dance and whatnot. And then he's like, oh, I would be delighted this to This guy's connect. accent is Italian. He sounds like a fucking Super Mario brother. Like, what is this guy he, doing you know, vocally? You know who he sounds like? He sounds, like, kind of like Paolo Valiseri, a little yes, bit. Yes. In the Legend of like, He also does the classic, he's like, I don't know, I'm gonna love to go to this how, How do you, you say, say dance? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? He's also not cute at all. Yes, at Emma, you've all. made it very clear. And it's like, could they not find a... They couldn't... Well, they definitely couldn't find a a cute guy that could also do an accent. But couldn't they have found at least one of those things? <laughs> Either A, a cute guy, or B, a guy that could do an accent? Because this guy can do neither. He had two criteria for this character to meet, <laughs> and they just whiffed on both of them. <laughs> really did i <laughs> but so the crazy thing that to me about this scene is so they're like yeah you can come to the dance it'll be fun it's like a party and he's like oh i would love to come to this how you say dance and she's like oh how you say adorable and then she's like so also the thing is you would like you know be my date to this thing and i was like wait you're just asking him out immediately i thought this yeah, was just immediately um, be smoother yeah I, like, hold like, on. I, richie's right there he knows this was a ploy yeah i assumed what was gonna happen was gonna be like you yeah you come and then he would come and then be like hey would you like to dance with me and then that and then at the party is like you know her de facto date like that kind but of thing like, I, it, this is again like requiring background knowledge that like the fucking 11 year olds that were watching us definitely didn't have but like at these cotillion things you are supposed to have like an escort like someone who is assigned to be like your date it's not like you just dance with a random person like there is someone that is supposed to escort you in like the parade of debutantes and then dance with you like that is a, a role you're supposed to ask someone but it's just weird and he's like oh if you need me to be your date I, I can't even i sound like <laughs> no I, that's it luke you're doing it that's basically it, it really it sounds so wrong coming out of my mouth yeah, but you need me to be your date i'll be there yeah <laughs> it sounds like i'm doing uh, my name is Ian. He's yeah like channing tatum and I, I was gonna say that or it sounds like in soviet russia car drive you or like it i don't know where it is it's not French. No, I know it's that. Not. It's, sure it's, that it's, it's not. It's it's a lot of things, and French ain't one of them. Um, and then we. Oh, by the way, I don't think we saw. We mentioned it, but like while she was getting ready, 
listening to this song that her and her sister are performing in well she's not listening to it you know what i mean that song is playing over her getting ready she falls asleep on her bed because she had to wake up at 5 30 okay this is where i was so 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 lost so alan mishaka first of all is wearing a lovely shoulder shrug ladies of the oh oh six of the aughts one of those little tiny shoulder shrugs you'd wear over a cami she's wearing one of those she gets all ready puts on makeup whole nine yards and then she looks at a mirror. This is another scene like the Milton scene. Like, why can't I, like, from basic context, why can't I get the points of these scenes? So she looks at the mirror, and her, the check she has for the farm boy is taped to the mirror. She actively looks at it, touches it, but does not take it off the mirror. Why would you do that? You're going to see him. And then she leaks. It's a hard cut to him waiting for her. Like, she's standing him up, and she's passed out asleep on the bed in all of her clothes. So, I know this isn't true, but at this moment, I was like, did she actively decide not to go see him? Like, did she actively stand him up? Because of the weird check thing she does. But then, the next morning, we cut to her being like, oh my god, I slept, I accidentally fell asleep, I, I stood up Jackson. So, what was the point of her touching the check like that? I, I don't know, man. It was weird. I noticed Thank that too. You. I don't know. It was so confusing to me. I thought maybe she was like reminding herself, like be like, "Oh, I gotta grab this before I go." But I was like, "What?" And they just wanted a mirror shot, I guess. To I, I don't know. It was strange. But then, but but yeah. So then she wakes up the next morning and immediately does like the. She sits up and then goes. <gasps> Jackson, I stood up. Jackson, also we saw scenes of him waiting by a clock, looking up at it and being like, she's not coming, and then throwing away the bouquet of flowers. Yeah, oh yeah, he dramatically tossed this comically large bouquet into a tiny And again, she says, in this morning, she says, like, I stood him up, and I was like, you guys didn't have a date planned. You were just gonna go to his house. You were dropping off a check. Like, it's like she, it's like she, like, left him at the altar, I swear. AJ walks in and she's like, what's wrong? He's like, I stood Jackson up. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, like, I, I like, I fell asleep. And she's like, oh, that sucks. But you know what else sucks? We got to go back to work. And then she just goes, walks away brushing her teeth. Yeah. Um, I, I think we need to take a break here because we're about to actually get into the quote unquote conflict of the movie in this next um, scene. It's, in, it's already been 45 minutes of nothing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's, let's take a break here. Maybe we'll play some Dairy Band. Maybe we'll play some Ellie and AJ, whatever that song was that they... It was very like that's how I viewed it. Yeah, well, we'll see what I play. But if there's one thing I can promise you, it's that once we're back, we'll we'll be talking till the cows come home. See you then. Fuck off for that. <laughs> I haven't had a good one in a while. That was good. <laughs> we don't have to try to think the same thought. Okay, so they go into the dairy the next day, and everybody's making a ruckus. Pissed. There's a ruckus. There's a mutiny situation of dairy workers. Yes, because they're saying, hey, all our paychecks bounced. 
And they're yelling at Marvin or Melvin or whatever we decided his name was. There had also been an emotional thing with the Marvin thing that we totally glazed over. But when he was handing out the paychecks to other people, he was like, there was a moment where you can see the girls seeing the other, the factory workers being like, oh, this one's going to go to my daughter's braces. You know, this one's yeah, my yeah. kid's college fund. So kind of the idea that these paychecks from the dairy are like, you know, very important to these people working on the production line. Right. And so he says, listen, that's not possible. I do all of the accounting by hand to make sure it's all correct. There's no way it could have bounced. And then uh, Bob, the bad guy, comes in and he's like, actually... <laughs> Bob, the visible bad guy that yes, everyone knows is bad. He's wearing a shirt that says, I am the bad guy. And he comes in and he's like, listen, no, it's not a mistake. All of our money is gone. Literally, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah. And then he says this line. Apparently, your dad took more than just bags with him to South America, immediately trying to put all the blame on the dad. And so basically what it comes down Bob, to is- and I, that's what I said. I said, my note here right now, I was like, okay, got it. There we go. Here's the plot. The books are fucked. Bob did it. Computer nerd will save the day. Let's go. Take down Bob. Time for Bob to face the reckoning. Correct. And so he's like, uh, yeah, all of our money has been cleared out. I don't know how it happened, but we're screwed. There's just no money for anything. And so all of the workers are like, well, if we're not getting paid. Getting paid, we're fucking out. We're out. We're out. Like, we're not just going to do this. And then Fran is like, guys, guys, come on. It's just clearly some kind of mistake. There's no way. I, I, what's the dad's name? Reed, I think. Uh Reed Callum would just yeah, Reed uh, Callum. would would screw us over like this. He's always been so nice and like always cared about us. I think at least we owe him one more day. So let's at least work for the rest of today, and then hopefully we can get it all sorted out. And then Bob is like, you know what? I think the best thing for me to do is hop on a plane. <laughs> Go catch up with Reed, find him, and so we can sort this all out. And everyone's like, yep, that's a good idea, Bob. You better leave the country. Um, <laughs> yeah, why didn't no one... I hate this movie. The Bob was so visibly bad. I'm yeah. sorry. And so, uh, like, you're the only other person who could have stole the money, so you better leave the country before we figure all this out. And so everyone's like, fine, we'll work the rest of today. Allie, also, Allie is like, if we don't make these orders, then we're going to lose all our business, and then you'll definitely be screwed. So come on, we got to get started right now. And she goes and slams a button on the machine, and everyone's like, no! And she gets just sprayed with, like, I guess, milk. I don't this know. This was so dumb. There, was, there yeah. was a lot of, like, this dumb, like, they're just getting covered in milk. And I guess that's what I remembered as, a like, a food fight. But they're just covered in milk. Oh, there's also a scene There's also a scene where they do their own laundry, which was weird, I want to point out. That was just a waste of time. That was dead air. Right. They, they discover nothing in that scene. Right, and that's what saying it's one of those other non-jokes where like aj's like oh i'm stealing this stain remover and then Allie's like it uh, just prove it to prove it and then she like put that down and i was like that's not funny no it wasn't it was just like <laughs> okay and uh i feel like i feel like a little bit at times in this movie they were really scratching scraping to get whatever film they could use <laughs> um so to make it to an hour and a half because like the they, original cut of this movie was 30 minutes long and then they just like Tacked, like, as you said, tacked, like, two more plots onto it. We're like, there you go. That's, yeah, I think, I think, it. I think they didn't have enough scenes or something, cause this movie is a tight hour 30. And I oh, like, it like, it's literally, it's, it's literally like hour 30 and seven seconds. Like, it is, cl- I think, like, the minimum for a Disney Channel Roger movie is like an hour 30 at this point or something. And so they were like, we gotta hit that mark. Minimum, this, minimum, minimum. We're minimum. gonna tack on a random laundry scene that nobody asked for. Yeah, Spray exactly. with milk one more time. Who cares? Nothing has meaning. And, and this is really, like, the blueberries, like, they did it the first time and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then with, once they're getting sprayed by this hose of milk, I was like, this humor is just not landing for me. This, it's like, not funny. I don't care. And 
And so then they go and they clean themselves up. Everybody gets to work. And so then they go into Bob's office. And I was like, hell, yes. Here we go. Here we go. I was like, this is when the movie's going to actually start. It's been an hour. <laughs> Let's hack that computer. Let's get those financial records. Let's find out he's in deep to some drug dealers in Colombia or something. Let's go, yeah. go, go. And uh, so they go. They're like, well, let's go catch Bob before he leaves for the to go hop on his plane and we can talk to him out. I literally like, said, get to the bottom of Bob of BS, girls. Time yeah. to do it. And so they go into his office and they're like, oh, that's weird. He left really quickly. And they find a the picture the dad had given him um, broken and shattered in the trash can. They're like, why would Bob throw this out? And this is the only evidence the, they collect that okay, Bob is okay. the bad guy. Yes, 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 yes. Which is a, such a thin fucking string. It's, it, yeah. That that would be the only evidence they have. The other thing that I need to talk about is that why would that be the evidence the screenwriter would pick when you have told me five million times that one of them is a computer genius? I His don't computer know. is right fucking there. Have her sit down and figure it out. Find out that he tra- he transacted the money in- out into like a private holding or something like that or that he booked airline tickets or to Cuba. Or find an email or- about the, ke- the Ketchum deal. Like find Anything on the computer instead of a broken picture in the garbage, which could have been a house, like, keeping accident. That's exactly what I said. I said, like, they find this picture, right? And they're like, why would this be in the trash and broken? And it's like, well, Bob must have gotten mad and thrown it away and there's something like that. What? And then they literally just jump to, what if Bob did it and not dad? And I'm like, whoa, okay, solved it with literally nothing. And also there's so much of this movie left. What are we going to do? And I was like, my first instinct of seeing them in the trash and being like, oh, that's weird. He must have knocked it over and broken it or something. It's like no like they immediately are like all the evidence we need right here is this broken glass because it's this like movie this if you get to do the weird liquid analogy i also want to have my own analogy okay which is this this is my this movie felt to me like a sleepover at like someone's house and like you like didn't really want to go and like you don't really know all the girls there or whatever and like you like go to like like maybe like she has like a new like movie you guys are gonna watch or you guys are gonna do like makeovers or like whatever and like that all happens in like the first 30 minutes of the sleepover and then you realize like your mom has dropped you off until tomorrow morning and you're like what do we do now <laughs> this is what i thought about this entire movie i was like okay d that's over like what do we do now with the rest of this movie like <laughs> no i got that i mean it, it, it went to a little more detail than i think it needed but i, I know i get what you're going but you know from. what i mean like it's like yeah. i was like i'm like are we just gonna kill time for another hour because you guys already figured out who it's, did it, 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 it's, it's it's only nine o'clock we're not gonna go to bed yet like yeah that's what i'm saying like, are we gonna watch another movie like i don't know like there's <laughs> really how are we gonna fill this time right and so then uh <laughs> so they take this so they, and the other point to make is that they have known this man for years. They refer to him as uncle. Like they have, they have know this man, and with with one broken photo, they're like he's evil. He stole all the money. Like they or, are. Ter- wouldn't wouldn't it make sense for them to like slowly discover this information mm-hmm. and then be like, but Bob couldn't, and then like then it's just like insurmountable evidence, and they have to like like they should ha- they should immediately also like be like Bob wouldn't do that to Dad, but like they are so unburdened than being evil immediately, immediately, and then they go to Fran's house. This yes. is another crazy. Oh thing. yeah. I, I, I love this. So they go to Fran's house and they're like, hey, we need to talk about the dairy. And then she's like, what's up? And they're like, look, we found this in the trash. And I love that Fran's reaction is, is this supposed, is this to, supposed mean to mean something to me? And like, she doesn't say it like that. She says, is this supposed to mean something to me? Like still very engaged. But if I were that or Fran in that scene, I would have been like, 
what, why are you handing, why are you handing me a broken photo? And they're like, listen, my dad, ju- our dad just gave this to, uh, Bob and it was in the trash can and broken. We think that he got angry, broke the thing and threw it away. Uh, cause he's the one who took all the money and is like pissed off at dad. And then she's like, that makes perfect sense, girls. Yeah, but she's immediately on board. She's like, you know what? He never really did get over losing that Ketchum deal. Like, he wanted that pile of money and like, but that would have meant that all of us lost our jobs. And yeah, cause her dad, the, I mean, her husband is also there. And he works like the night shift. So they are, our whole family income is based on the dairy. And they say, oh yeah, old man Ketchum wanted to buy the dairy out. <laughs> but that's literally, that's literally how he says it. Uh, old man Ketchum wanted to buy the dairy out. But you know, your father, you wouldn't allow it because it would have lost us all our jobs because he wanted to go to an all automated factory. So he wouldn't do it. But like, then also, but then also another thing that they could have done for drama in this movie is like having them figure it out and having the dairy workers not believe them. Fran is immediately on board. Yeah, have with no them. one believe them and be like, yeah, and they, now they're they just have to go find pizza. Yes, literally, this is literally my note. Is that wow? You guys have really uncovered a plot that threatens everyone's livelihood. But you know what we're gonna do for an hour before we talk anymore about it is we're gonna make pizza. Um, what? Why is there no drama in this movie? Like, why? This is the high stakes. Like, this is, these are people's lives and their livelihoods. And I, like, this could not be less dramatic. And so we get a scene of them making pizza and then like, they're making like a ton of pizzas. And they're like, what's all this pizza for? It's like, oh, we're making it for an elderly neighbor. It's the neighborly thing to do. What? What? Like, what is the point of that sentence? I, well, the whole point of this is that they're supposed to be learning, like, wow, this is what it's like to, you know, care about others, I guess. But that's never been Were a lesson. Were they ever bad neighbors? Like, we didn't see them do this. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. And, okay, so then it cuts to the scene where we meet all of these terrible girls that AJ is having this cotillion with. They're all, like, sitting at, like, a mansion eating sushi in broad daylight and, like, outside. My note for these girls are all these other girls fucking okay. Their acting is is so bad. It's so bad. What's the main one's name? Stephanie or Stacy or something? I don't remember. Sarah? I don't know. Uh, But yeah, she's the worst. She's that one. She's the worst one. And she's stroking a little dog because that was still a cliche. Like, they are bad people, but they are also terrible actresses. And I, every time they were on screen, I wanted to claw my own eyes out. It was the worst part. I think they might be, like, my least favorite part of this movie. Yeah, I think they were mine, too. I actually agree. But so they're having this argument where it's like, we need to get, like, the ice sculpture and the balloon arch, but they, if we do, we go over budget. And so Stacy, Stephanie, Sarah, I don't care, uh, the the one with the little dog um, is like, you know what we'll just have to do? We'll just have to ask our dads for more money. And AJ's like, no, I promised my dad that we wouldn't ask for more money. We just have to make do. And then it's like, listen, if we're not going to outdo the girls who had the last cotillion last year, then why are we even doing it? And then she's like, well, why don't we cut back on food? Like, do we really have steak and lobster? Why don't we have, like, chicken? She's like, chicken? That is tacky. That is poor people food. What is this? My fucking dog eats chicken. Yeah, it's... Uh, and again, have these girls... The, I was like, these are the girls that need to learn the lesson about... These girls are also just... Again, Luke, I, I'm I'm trying to stay with it here, but, like, these girls are not funny. This is not engaging. And no. I don't care. Like, yeah. all we need to get from this scene is the fact that 
these girls want even more money and AJ is like, no, like I told my dad to stick to the budget. So she's actually holding up her end of the deal. Right. And again, doesn't really need to come to Jesus moment. Nope. It's not even like her friends are like, you know, peer pressuring her into asking for more money. She's very steadfast in her beliefs that she can make this budget work. And she takes all their documents to Allie because she knows she's the math genius. And she, well, no, actually what she says is he, <laughs> she's like Rain Man with math, which, oh yeah. Kids will get that reference, you know? True. Great, great <laughs> oh, Rain yeah. Man you reference. You know what 11 year old girls will get a Rain Man joke yep. in 2006? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Um, so then, like, we cut back to their house. Allie's going over the numbers and she's like, yeah, there's just not enough money to get all what you want, like the fancy flowers and the steak and all that stuff. It just, it's not going to work. And she's just like, oh, why can't this be easier? Sarah's like, you know, being the worst. Also, I want to cut back to, I know we kind of dropped our jar earlier, but she has 25 thousand mm-hmm. dollars if a four-part party twenty-five thousand dollars are you fucking kidding me that can pay for college i'm also beginning a scene where it's like um she says okay look i'm gonna throw this out here i know it's an unpopular opinion but you have twenty five thousand dollars i think what we should really do with that money is uh take it Cover and get, people's paychecks give it so people can get paid because you know people live paycheck to paycheck like, they're going to get kicked out of their houses and stuff or won't be able to send their kids to college. Like, it's really important. And, like, admittedly, Courtney is being a little selfish where she's just like, no, I'm not going to give up my part okay, of Okay, at this point, at this point, I see both sides of the argument. Yes, at this point, both I sides see, of the argument. At this point, I see both Allie and AJ's point. I am, I, I get it. I said, this is what I said. I said, like, it's, like, it's not fair. I get what AJ's, AJ's point is, it's not fair because Allie already got to have the cotillion like the year before or whatever like it's not fair because like sure it's fine to do this but it's not your party money it's mine you already got to have this like great cotillion thing and you're taking that away from me it's not fair Mm -hmm. I get that it is not not well not only that it's just like listen I'm just a 16 year old kid or whatever like why am I my problem yeah why am I supposed to be give up this thing that means so much to me for like this big company thing, like like I'm not responsible. The reason for this that company. I don't subscribe to that logic is because it's your dad's company. Yeah, like you're there. The reason that you have twenty five thousand dollars, which is an ungodly amount of money for a fifteen year old to have, is because of these people that work all day long to make that company money mm-hmm. that your dad owns. And I think Allie has already realized this, right. which is fucking bonkers. Because why would you have your come to Jesus epiphany moment when there's still forty five minutes left of this fucking movie? Um, which I wrote down. It's not even that. It's just the fact that it's like, there's nothing to fuel her sudden epiphany. Like, there's not, like, they give more time to Courtney, to AJ, to have a moment, kind of, we'll get into it. But for Allie, she's just like, you know what? Maybe we should be responsible for this dairy. Like, they, they haven't been ingratiated into the family or anything. Like, it's just like, she's like, you know what? We're responsible for this now. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. And yes, it is the right thing to do, but also inherently, like, I don't, like, just to, like, play this game. Like, it is your family's business. So if this dairy does fold and everyone quits, like, you also will lose money permanently. Like, instead of, like, like, so it it is also in their best interest to use this money. I did want to point that out, but I know this is a kid's movie. But, like, they should give them the paychecks to keep their family business and business so they can fucking go to college and shit. Like, that is, you know what I mean? But, like, at this point, you're 100% right. But also at this point is like, uh, AJ's point, Courtney's point is that it's like, we can find another way. Like, you know, yeah. I'm sure we can figure something out because they're not in like the most dire situation yet. But so like, there are both sides to it. Um, but so they have this deep conversation and Courtney's just like, no, not going to happen. Like this means too much to me, whatever. And then 
Allie's like, okay, it's fine. We don't need to talk about it. And then literally just looks over mm-hmm. at the, the, the check uh, for Jackson and is like, oh, I forgot about Jackson. Like, literally, it's the movie saying, like, okay. Literally, like, what? I hate that. I hate it. So they're just like, oh, right, we forgot to follow up on this plot. The cameraman remembered before whoever was directing the movie that they didn't do that. Right, so she calls him, and, like, the dad picks up, and it's like, oh, it's, uh, you know, uh, Taylor Callum to talk to you. And he's like, I'm not here. And the dad's like, he says he's he not, says here, he's not here. here. This dad was really interested in them boning down, maybe because she was rich oh, yeah, and wanted to oh, like, get definitely. a good deal on milk or whatever. But like, I was really weirded out by that. This dad, if presented the option of having like a business marriage where it's like our two companies will be united through <laughs> our children. And the cream he, we merged. Yeah, yes. he would be on board in a split second. He is, he is, oh, for the, sure. he is all about getting that money. If, even if he has to sell his child into a forced relationship. Um, and so he's like, she's like, he, I don't know. so he says for her, he's like, she, you know, she has, just wants to explain what happened. He's like, I don't want to talk. He's really pissed off for basically no reason. It's like, he's, he's at a solid 10 on this for yeah. where he should be at like maybe a he's five. back to his original dick mode yeah dicko mode of being like an asshole yeah and so then they go into the dairy and like they're having the company meeting and then in the morning being like we still haven't figured this out we don't know like we, we can't get the money to pay you and all that stuff and then like T- uh, taylor sees what's going on well this is when like she realizes i guess Allie. like i guess we're supposed to realize that Allie has a real moment where she's like all right fuck like these people are actually going to stop working like they like this they they are all in the lunchroom and they're like i have like rent to pay like i if i don't get paid like if i don't have a paycheck like i'm not gonna keep working here my they don't care i'm gonna go get another guy's coming back from his like butterfly fucking trip in south america like i need money to make rent and she's like okay fuck so she realizes things are snazzers and she tricks aj and says she left her cell phone in the car so aj runs out and goes in to get it right and then one like the second she's out the door she stands up and is like, listen, like, I'm just a kid, but I think I can get you the money. And everyone's just immediately like, boo, you're just a like, kid. Also, like, she's trying to give you fucking yeah, money. She's you trying did. to help you, you a-holes. And they're just like, Also, like, I did kid. say here, like, okay, like, I saw both sides of their argument previously. And then I was like, oh, fuck, she's going to do it without telling her, yeah. which is a really bad idea. Yeah, like, you know, like it's, a, it's like we said, this is clearly the right thing to do, but to do it without... Courtney's permission. permission is real effed up. So she's just like, I can get the money. And then, like, we see shots of her going to get to the money. I think she, I think also Courtney talks to Philippe more outside. And I, yeah, I know that she does because I just wrote down in all caps, this guy's accent, and also he's not cute. I just screamed every time <laughs> he was on screen. He also has, like, fucking frosted tips, you guys. Like, 2006 was a powerful drug, and he was <laughs> snorting it every day. I, um, yeah. And talks to Philippe about how he's going to have to dance. And he's like, oh, if you need me to dance for you, I will dance. I dance. If we want to dance, I, I dance. dance. I was like, what? Um, and so everybody gets paid. Uh, we see her go to the bank and get the money out. Um, and, like, Courtney sees that they all got paid. And she's like, where did you get the money for that? And Taylor's like, let's talk about it at home so we don't have yeah. a scene. And we just do a, a no- yet another hard cut into them having a screaming argument about this where Taylor... And, and this is really at where uh, Courtney is just furious that she used the money without her permission. And this is really the scene for me where I, I, they really started to fall apart because they make up this whole 
character for for Courtney in the pros- in the span of like five seconds that she's yes yes this comes out of nowhere it comes out of nowhere that she is selfish and it doesn't care about others and like is only concerned about having and, but like why does Allie does care about others like what has happened that like only one of them now doesn't care about others and is selfish like she is this whole personality trait that we've never yeah heard and of that before. she feels uh she feels what's the word. She feels like her sister is always overshadowing her and like That came out of that, no, there's yeah. a line later on that I'll get to that is that actually comes out of fucking She says that like, like maybe that? she says maybe you gave the money away so that I couldn't have the cotillion at all because you want to be the because you already got to have yours and yours was so great so you'll have the best cotillion ever like you feel threatened by mine or something like Which that. Which is also just dumb because that's so like as the audience we know that's not true and also we didn't even see that cotillion so we have no skin in this And they're point. best friends. Like we never there's been nothing to show. There's no animosity to this point no. between them ever. No. And also this is where the the whole daddy thing really hit me because she's like the only reason daddy and I was like you can't use daddy in an angry speech. Stop saying you, daddy. You lose all you lose <laughs> you lose all leverage in an argument if you say daddy it's it's the worst i also said is this the rest of the movie then them fighting because like that is not as good or compelling as them taking down bob and submitting him to the fbi the money caper idea like the caper is so much better than like these two sisters that we thought were best friends out out of nowhere fighting like that i don't care about that i i don't know uh and so they have this argument and like taylor's like i want you out of my life you know i'm never talking to you again classic sisters fighting in a movie type stuff yeah and then again seemingly out of nowhere because someone realized we got to follow up on plot b uh a Allie goes to jackson's farm he's like sees her at the front door and is like, I told you to put the check in the mail. And she's like, I don't know, I wanted to come see you or whatever. Um, but so she just says like, look, I'm sorry I stood you up. I was so exhausted from working in the factory and getting up early. I just fell asleep. I really wanted to be here. I'm sorry. And then he, he immediately forgives here. Again, no conflict. I literally, no conflict. I was literally like, see how easy that was? You two idiots. All you needed to have was one conversation. Had you taken her damn phone call, we wouldn't need to have this scene. All of their problems are solved by a conversation yeah. in every aspect of this movie. Yep. And so he's like, hey, it's okay. I, I don't blame you or whatever. And then they take two steps away from the front door and Ali Machaga just starts bawling, crying. And then he's like, what's, what's wrong? And she's just what's like, wrong? it's like, my sister's mad at me in the dairy and me and me. And she's like, and the only person I can think to event on is a guy that doesn't even really like me or something like that and then he's like hey it's gonna be all right and then before and then the cow goes into labor. yeah the cow goes into labor and they have to go do a animal giving birth scene she's running through the field again in her peasant skirt they, they run away to the go check on the cow holding hands which i thought was funny it's like quick let's that run. was so weird it was, I, was, it was, I saw that too i was like what I, was like, I was like what's going on but so they go to the cow giving birth and like it's like she's then they're like oh the cow's not pushing and then uh ally's like maybe it's because you have another cow in here don't you think the cow wants some privacy to give birth and they're like literally that's not how cows work and she's like I also don't think so. this is supposed this is another half joke though mm-hmm. she's like to give her a little dignity and i'm like this is not funny no. like, there's no punchline here like she's just saying that she doesn't want the bull staring at the lady right and and she like shoes the cow out and the cow gets born and it's and it's very I mean it's not done horribly but it's clearly they just put a calf next to the mom and made it like wet um and covered it in Vaseline yeah and then also you're not even talking about the most fucked up part the fact of this that whole she goes movie. up and straight up kisses it and puts her lips <laughs> oh. okay I know that in movie world that is Vaseline and that is that cow yeah. has been alive for weeks but in real world that is the mom cow's vagina juice yeah and Ali Machaka just fucking 
puts her mm-hmm. open like mouth on that baby cow's head. I was like, what the fuck? Also, Disney, like you, I'm sorry, I'm heated about this. <laughs> you are a children's programming network and it has to be an expensive fucking thing to produce to get, have a fake animal birth on camera. So you know what, Disney? I'm going to let you off the hook for this one. I don't want it. Nobody wants no. it. So you can stop paying for it. And she's like hugging it and stuff too. And I was like, where is your fashionista like on my clothes thing? Like, Gone. Yeah. And there's nothing that made that happen. Nope. There was no impetus to change it. Okay. So then we cut to them walking through a field and Ali Machaka is wearing completely different clothing. It's his clothing, which is hot. And I thought she looked better in that outfit than she did in anything in the movie. But why did she change? Is it because she got cow vagina juice she all was over? covered in the cow vagina juice. But they didn't say anything about that it's just card cut and she's just you're, you're, it's a hard cut but I think you're supposed to assume that she was I know but I, I would I would have appreciated a scene where it's like here I've got something you could wear or something or explaining why they're just in a field this was the only so wait, but this was the scene what you were referring to earlier this scene right here they're walking through a field she's in his clothes which is kind of cute her hair's all up Ellen Mashaka has great curly hair and I thought they had chemistry here yes they, they definitely have chemistry here because they're just like walking and it's being like you know we made a lot of assumptions about each other or something like that Um, but I think we can get over our differences you a farm boy me a rich girl uh we i think we can really do <laughs> so on the nose i'm sorry that i can't stop and and he, and, and he looks at her in the face and he says hey look you don't have to be lonely because it's farmers only and then he kisses her fuck that's, off. <laughs> fuck off. that's not what happens uh but they kiss <laughs> they do a lip kiss in a 2006 decom which kind of threw me i was expecting uh i wasn't expecting that um, although I think it's because, uh, spoiler, Ali Machaka gets to kiss, but AJ Machaka does not. And I think it's because Ali Machaka's older. So they were like, older, 15 compared to 16 is a real, real difference, guys. But so they, they do a, a like a lip kiss, make out sesh, whatever in the field. In this field. Pretty cute. There's like a sunset happening out there. Yeah, it. it's whatever. Uh, so they're a couple now. Um, so then we cut to the next day at the dairy. Uh, Corinne drives Courtney to work because she's so furious she doesn't want to be in the same car as Taylor. Um, she's angrily putting lids on yogurt when Taylor shows up. Taylor, like, comes up and just like, hey, can we just talk about this, please? And Courtney's like, no, I don't want to talk to you ever again. You are officially dead to me. And behind them, a machine is beeping. And then, like, again, uh, one of the workers is like, hey, idiot, when it's beeping like that, you have to change the date on the expre- expiration date label. This thing. is when I was sensing a food fight coming that didn't happen. Well, no, I was just like, why are why is everyone still mean to this girl? They just saved your asses. They paid your paycheck. They just paid your paychecks from her cotillion money, you fuck. Yeah. And and because, yeah, that's also, t- like, they got credited for everybody that they're paying. But they're still being mean. And she's just like, whatever. And she goes over and types in a date and then keeps arguing with... Uh, the annoying thing about this scene to me is that it's lazy screenwriting because, and this is what fucking bothers me so sorry for this boring rant but here i go is the fact that we have never heretofore this movie known what date it is known what month it yeah. is known what day it is and they have never told us when the cotillion is we do not know when it is i don't know if it's next saturday i don't know if it's june 28th and in this fight immediately for the first time for some they are fighting about the cotillion and Allie is like maybe there's a way you could work it out with the other girls and like they could still let you be a part of it and AJ is like, do not speak about my cotillion. Like, you ruined it. Like, do not ever speak of it again. Do not ever say July 10th around me. That is the date of the cotillion, but they have not established that. And that is so lazy and so stupid. And so then she has to reset the expiration date on the thing, on the machine. Mm-hmm. And the current expiration dates are July 30th. And because she's so heated and talking about July 10th, she inputs July 10th. Uh, and so then while they're having this argument, Fran comes in and is like, uh, 
yo, guys, next big problem we have to overcome um, is that uh, we're out of milk. And they're like, what? And it's like, yeah, all of our milk went bad because it's Bob's freaking job to check on the milk and make sure it doesn't go bad, I guess. Uh, and, he, and he freaking flew off to wherever with our money. So he, we have no milk to make the rest of the products. And oh, then, God. and then they're like, well, can't we just buy more milk? Like we could ask the mead people. That's Jackson's last name. It's the mead dairy. Do we ask Jackson's dad to get us more milk on credit? And they're like, that ain't going to work. Like, you know, you don't do cre- on credit in this business or whatever. So she needs, so Allie needs to figure that out. And then there's this, at some point she tells Courtney that, you know what? You need to think about someone other than yourself for once. This is where I said, okay, Courtney's fucking dumb and now she needs to chill. Like, this this is the point that I made earlier, which is what I came to here, which is like, this dairy is why you're rich. You wouldn't be having a cotillion without the people at this dairy, so you need to save the fucking dairy and shut the fuck up about the cotillion. Like, your dad's so goddamn fucking rich, like, he'll come back and you you can have a party by yourself for $25,000 at a different date. Like, well, this is small potatoes. Right. And, uh, so yeah, Allie's gotta figure out this milk thing, and Courtney has now gotta face her own problems. It's just, like, this movie is a bunch of little small problems that are immediately solved instead of, like, one large narrative arc, and I, it really annoys me. Right, and, uh, so Courtney goes to see Heather, her, the friend, at her house, and she's getting, like, her dress, uh, hemmed by her mom or something, and she's, like, really embarrassed, and then Courtney's like, oh, I thought you said you found a really cool dress to wear for the cotillion, and she's like, I did, but, you know, I, I couldn't afford it, and Courtney is super understanding and chill about it. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. I mean, this dress looks nice. I'm sure it'll be great. Looks great. And then <laughs> Heather immediately is like, you selfish bitch. Can't you for once think about your friends? This also wasn't set up well enough. No. Like, I didn't really know Heather was poor. I didn't realize that her dad worked at the dairy. Like, I didn't get what was going on. Like, they did not, there wasn't another beat in, like, the past scene with Heather where I realized that Heather was poor. Like, I didn't, like, I didn't get it. No. And, uh, and she's just like, like, I, sometimes you guys do stuff and I just can't pay for it or whatever. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I didn't realize. And she literally says, am I really that bad? Am I, she says, am I like, uh, Sarah or whatever the girl's name is? I like that bad. And then uh, Heather literally tells her to her face. Yes, but you have a good heart. But she's not. But she's not. The other point that she makes here, which is why I think this scene comes out of nowhere. So I had completely forgotten about their dead mom until Heather, the friend, goes, it's not your fault you've lived like a complete fairy tale your whole life. And I was like, was her life a fairy tale? I was like, isn't her mom dead? And then smash cut to the next scene. So yeah, so she like has this conversation with Heather, whatever, realizing that she's the person she thought she was. And so then she's sitting in the kitchen and Corinne comes up and she's like, honey, what's wrong? And she just out of nowhere says, I really miss mom. And I was like, oh, now what we're happened, doing mom? this. Where is she? Where is she? What happened to her? No one knows. We don't know. Ugh. And Corinne's like, you know, I'm sure it must be hard going through out your mom. But you know something? Your mom, she was the most unselfish person ever. She knew that her life of fortune came as a happy accident and you should be acting that way too and she's like i said finally corinne got a line or two congrats and she's like you know what you're right i should be like that and then she's like now do you want some yogurt made from your mom's recipe <laughs> and i and she's like yes i would like yogurt and i was like i feel like all these people eat in this town and in this household are yogurts like ali mishaki the only thing i ever saw her eat was she opened that yogurt and they're always talking about the yogurt recipes like it's gross how much these people talk about yogurt um so then we cut so that so then there's also a Scene where she goes and asks Jackson if they can ask her dad to to IOU them the milk. And, he- and the whole time that these two B-plots are happening, I was like, 
are we ever going to circle back on the fact that she fucked up those expiration dates? Because that happened and then, like, nothing came of it. Because they go to two other plots for, like, 25 minutes. I told you, Emma. Now we, we gotta go to plots B and C first before we can get back to A. <sighs> uh, but so, uh, she's texting Jackson and he's like, look, you can't ask my dad that. And she's like, why? What Worst case, he says no. And then he's like, no, that's the thing. He'll say Yes. Um, and the problem is we're in such debt here because, you know, we're just constantly, we're dancing on the lip of a volcano. Um, we're just <laughs> constantly so close to bankruptcy. If you ask him for help, he'll give it, but then we'll be, we won't have enough money. We're going to shut down our whole lives. Will be this is such an adult problem. It's like, weird, this is man. such an adult problem for a Disney Channel yeah. original movie. Like, it's, like, this movie, like, this Disney Channel movies should not be about this stuff. They should be about, like, a big basketball tournament or a basketball player that wants to sing. They should just be about basketball. Like, I... <laughs> none of this is... How was any of this interesting to children? The fact that his dairy was almost bankrupt. Yeah, like, finances and small business management. It all makes for real thrilling yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, like, the bad like bad business managers. Like, who cares? Um, But so she decides to sell her car to uh, uh deliver the guy who restored it who worked at the dairy... Um, for nine grand, which I was amazed that this delivery man just has nine grand lying around while everyone's in financial ruin. Mm-hmm. I also didn't expect her to spell the car, sell the car because they made such a point to say it was like her mom's, you know, favorite car or something like that. But she sells it, gets enough money to give Jackson some money for the mill. Courtney has had this whole reflective experience of her character that we just learned about in the last five minutes of movie time like it's so rushed and so taylor comes home and is like and it's like courtney confronts her in the driveway and it's like did you really sell your car for the milk and she's like well i just took the bus home what does that tell you like now she's mad at courtney for no reason yeah i don't get it um and then she's like listen i've realized that i i, I was wrong to think that you hated me um and that i was selfish and i should care about other people even though nothing about my character has said that in this film except for the past 5 minutes where everyone told me i was selfish it's it's just, it's just very much tell don't show you know it's like they're yeah, they're yeah, telling yeah. us this is her character but we haven't seen it be like that at but all but the other thing is that she's like i don't know when she, i don't know i'm lost i'm really fucking lost just keep going yeah um and so then they uh She's like, well, it doesn't matter, really. I mean, I only could put down a down payment on the milk. We need another $1,000. Remember how that dress was $1,000, everyone? Yeah. Well, we're going to go back to it. Yeah, and since she's, because because she's like, I got kicked out of the cotillion because Sarah wanted me out anyway. So I'm going to return the dress. And they go and turn the dress to the store because it was never worn. So they get the full $1,000. Enough to pay for the milk. Um, and then while they're walking out, she gets a call from who? C-Plot, a.k.a. Philippe. Oh, forgot about this. This is so fucking pointless. This <laughs> whole scene. Can we just please not talk about it? She goes to the country club with Philippe and the Millers. Yeah. Because the Millers are members of the country club. And so she goes to... This scene is so fucking pointless. <laughs> she goes to the country club with them. She barely talks to the Millers. Her and Philippe hit the dance floor at the country club. Well, I will also and say, they- sorry to interrupt. I will also say, I kind of thought for a second, because I thought maybe this movie would do something relatively interesting, um, that Philippe was going to be, she was going to be like, sorry, Philippe, I'm not having the party anymore. And he was going to be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Sarah, she also asked me to go with her. And I'm going to go with her because I only care about. That would have 
than good fucking drama. They don't do that. And he's, she's just like, I'm not going to be part of the party anymore. And he's like, oh, that's all the more reason to come to the country club and dance the night away, <laughs> mon ami. Luke, you are doing the accent better than him now, so dial it back worse. And so they talk to the mother for five seconds at the table. They start dancing out and she gets her like dance with him but she also gets that later so why did they have to go to this country club scene and then the bitchy girls are there and then they're bitches to her and they're like you're poor we uninvited heather and her poor parents end of scene no 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 hang on philippe are in a a, hang on hang on hang on this is my favorite line in the whole movie is so she comes up to sarah comes up to her and says like yeah we invited all your people which brought our budget down so we get all the stuff we wanted ha 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 you suck uh i get i got everything i wanted i'm sarah bitches and uh she's like listen i don't care hope you have a great time without me i don't want to be like you and she looks at philippe and just, she just goes we're done talking and looks at philippe and says twirl me philippe twirl me now and they twirl away and it was i laughed pretty hard at that and and then like, they're on like a golf course in the country randomly club, about to kiss and then the sprinklers go off and they don't kiss this scene was not needed no at all it serves no it's purpose. just because they realized they spent way too much time on Allie's romance and not enough on aj's so they had to give her more yes, they had to give but her this more philippe time. Filling time they were filling they time. were i was like this is oh god stupid. emma that's why they named him philippe because he fills time Fill he's time philippe. he's philippe that's what he is so while she's at the uh country club with philippe and she also just has this weird speech to Philippe, but she's like, I need to realize who I really am. I've been trying to be too much like my sister. You That has not been anywhere in the nope, script of this nope. movie. You have not been trying to be your sister. We do nope. not see that. That has no foundation. It comes out of literally Absolutely. Nowhere. But so then she's at home, and Jackson shows up and is like, I figured you'd be a little sad after you sold your car, so I thought you could use some cheering up. And uh But then they're just like sitting on the couch watching some old-ass Jimmy Stewart movie, and it was killing me. I could not figure I could not find out what movie that it was. I didn't even realize what they were watching. But the point is they, like, go to, like, kiss or whatever and, like, make the fuck out. And, like, Corinne just walks yep. in the middle of them and is, like, popcorn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, Corinne, you saucy cosplay. Yeah, so basically they each just had two entirely pointless scenes, everybody. That that movie scene serves no purpose also. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's There's no yep. point. Okay. So then we go to the dairy and Fran tells her, you know what, guys? Um, are you doing anything tomorrow? So this is the day before the cotillion. We're having a party. We're having a party to celebrate the fact that we pulled it off. We made it through the week. So everybody's bringing stuff. You should come on by. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'd love to come since we're not going to the cotillion anymore. And we immediately cut to the party and honestly i mean i feel like this movie attempts to set up a timeline but i feel like this is the first movie we've had in a good while where time has no meaning literally no meaning but so they're having the party the band is playing everyone's dancing it's it's and nice this is it's where cute I wrote in where the fuck is my musical number where is it where why aren't Allie and aj singing this is infuriating couldn't tell you am but so they do a little song people are dancing having fun it, it looks like again it's cute it's nice People are also, like, the adults are clearly drinking. Like, there's, like, red Solo cups everywhere. Like, this is, like, a we made it through a hell week at work. Like, let's get fucking rip shit drunk in someone's <laughs> backyard party. That's what this is. But continue. Uh, but so Fran's like, you know, we couldn't have made it through the week without the amazing Calm sisters really sacrificing so much and getting us all here. This is where the line should have been, and why don't you guys treat us to a song? And then they would have performed a song, and then I would have been happy, but no. Or why don't you come up with the same with us? But she's like, but you know what? Since uh Courtney Calm missed out on her... Uh, dance her cotillion. I think she still deserves a spotlight dance. So they bring Philippe up and they begin to dance and the da- the husband dims all the lights and like two seconds into the dance, Ralph runs in, the delivery guy who bought the car and is like, wait, guys. I don't even think we've mentioned him, but he's, he's a person. Yeah. Guys, we're screwed. And they're like, what? And it's like, 
all the yogurt is reading as expired. Finally, we circle back to this. Yeah, all the delivery people, all the people who have their orders are refusing delivery because they, they can't take an expired product. And AJ's like, oh my God, that's me. I accidentally typed in the date of the cotillion. She immediately takes full responsibility again. Yeah, and, and it's like, it's my fault. And then it's like, well, can't you just tell them the date is wrong? And it's like, no, FDA regulations say that you have to blah, blah, blah. The fact that this movie gets into FDA regulations, this is a children's movie. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, I don't know, man. That was a big swing to be like, oh, FDA regulations clearly state. (laughs) But so then he's like, well, we'll just have to do an all new order. And then it's like, we don't have the milk for that. And then the uh, Jackson's dad is like, yes, we do. I'll give it to you. And then Jackson's like, no, dad, we'll we'll be broke. We'll go out of business. And then he's like, I don't care. I need to keep the Callum account. And then like, so that wasn't a plot point. And so it's like, plus we have to work all night and we don't have enough people. We need a constant stream of people working. Also, Taylor is like, we can do it, guys. Let's go. Like, Allie's like, we got we got this. And I was like, Taylor, these people are drunk. <laughs> they cannot operate heavy machinery. <laughs> like, I know you're 16, but, like, I'm looking at these people, and they're fucking wasted. Like, I don't think these adults can do it. Speaking of uh, adults who are wasted, so they run to the country club where there's teens and adults. Adults are probably pretty sloshed, I imagine. And uh, there's, like, a live band performing and stuff. And they just run up and steal the microphone. And it's like, listen, can everybody listen to me for a second? This goes on for so ungodly. It does, but the, I hate the only it. thing I want to point out here is that when she says that initial, can everyone listen to me for a second, they ADR over the crowd a girl going, um, no. And I laughed really hard for some reason. <laughs> She's like, listen, the dairy's gonna go under. We need some extra hands. Please. It would mean, I like, so many people's livelihoods are uh, sub- dependent, dependent on this thing. And and Sarah's like, no, you're not welcome here. We're not gonna go work in your goddamn dairy. And then Sarah falls into the pool trying to grab the mic. And that's supposed to be a fucking laugh, yeah. I guess. And then the dessert par- parade comes out and uh, everyone's like, oh, yeah. And then no one comes and help. And they're like, oh, they're all just lost in their own little world. They don't care about people. They go to the dairy, deliver the bad news. And they're like, we couldn't get the extra help. And they're like, well, we might as well give up. Shut it all down. And then who shows up but their dad? Out of nowhere. Apropos of nothing. In a, tu- in a tuxedo. Because um, he, he he realized he missed his family, his girls, and he didn't want to miss the party. And he went to the party. Flew back early, went to the party, found out she wasn't there, and then everybody filled them in on the fact that they got robbed and that they are you know, have such a production problem. And he's like, I ran over here. And somehow he convinced everybody to come and join the dairy. Like, wouldn't it have been a better scene if she had actually convinced everybody? Well, they kind of made it sound like she did. Like, they were like, oh, like, after then we saw your dad, then we thought about your speech, and you're right. But, like, it still didn't have the same effect. I, that's what I'm saying. Had she been like, come on, guys, like, this is more important. And then they all been like, yeah, you know what? Sure. Or something like that. And then, or like, and then they all rushed in. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. But so they all, then we get, <laughs> we get a montage of everyone working set to a weird cover of taking care of business, which, yes, which I was yes. like, what is this? But I love it. Um, and so they get the delivery all filled. Great. And then just like literally on the loading dock of the building, they're like, you know what you deserve, Courtney? Your spotlight dance. Fuck off. Also, this is my notes here. Is the dad pissed about Bob? What about Bob? Will he be charged with any crimes? Did her computer skills, her math skills never come in handy? Like, when I realized it was the end of the movie and we were ending on the spotlight dance without wrapping up any of those loose ends, I was like, what the Yeah, fuck? put that in your back pocket, Em. Because uh, they do, like, literally, so they're like, okay, all eyes deserve to be on you. They roll a truck up and, like, turn the headlights on to spotlight her and Philippe. Also, the dad's just like, Philippe, get up there. And I was like, how does he know that her and Philippe are a thing? <laughs> 
and uh, they, the band starts up, and they stick. Good point. And they, Excellent. And point. they start dancing, and then the dad takes Taylor, and then they start dancing. And I was like, "You ruined her moment." I, yeah, I was like, I thought the whole point of the spotlight dance was it was all eyes on them, and then everybody starts dancing, and I was like, "You guys are also, missing the point." Also, there's two women dancing together. Did you? I see did that? notice that. I said, "Good for you, Disney Channel." Yeah. Good for I you. I did notice that actually. Um, and so they're dancing and I was like, you guys are stealing her moment. Like she's been wanting this moment to herself this whole time. You are quite literally stealing her spotlight. Literally. And it's just like, I was just like, what is going on? I wrote down in all caps, also shut up about the spotlight dance. Literally no one cares. What did Bob do? Yeah. Also Richie and Heather dance for some reason. But so, okay. So that fades away. And so here's something we need to talk about. There are two endings to this movie. There's an alternate ending. I didn't realize there was an alternate ending. I don't know how you found that. I didn't realize it until... I found it out because it's on the Wikipedia page. And I Googled it and I found it on YouTube. Um, But the one they went with is bad. I hate the one they went with because the one they went with... Gives me no answers and doesn't... Gives no closure. It gives no closure to anything. Because he's sitting at their house being like, well, I ran the numbers and the dairy is going to make it barely. You know, things will be tight for a little bit, guys. But they're like, you know what? It's okay. We've learned that not everything's about shopping. And he tries to let them sleep in and then he... And not have to go to work at the dairy. He turns our alarms off. But they wake up anyway and they pop up in the back of his car and they're like, let's go to work, Dad. And he's like, so they've learned their lesson. They want to go to work. Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. Really unsatisfying uh, to an unsatisfying film. But the alternate ending, which I guess they released on the DVD or something, is that, uh, like we said, they say that um, Courtney hacked into his computer and downloaded his hard drive and found out he flew to the Cayman Islands or something, or he flew to Las Vegas. Or and they have him on film They somehow something. hacked into a security camera and have him live, and they're like, send all this info to the FBI, Dad, so that way, you know, you can get all of the money that got stolen back. And then he's like, great idea, girls. I'll just call the FBI and tell them we got him. <laughs> like, is the FBI involved? I didn't know the FBI was it's involved. It's still bad, but it's something, you know? It's something. At least I know there's justice. Like, in the first ending, we believe that Bob has just got away with the con of yeah, the he, he gets a with it. Isn't Disney's whole point that, like, bad guys get, like, they're just desserts? Like, isn't that the moral of every Disney movie is, like, b- like bad guys finish last? Like, this, the moral of this movie is, like, you can steal thousands of dollars from a dairy and be fine. You mean his just yogurts, by the way. Ew, stop um, it. Yeah, he gets away with it in the original ending. Bob wins. The bad guy wins. And that's cowbells. That's cowbells, baby. And guys, it's like... Okay. I would not recommend watching this movie, to be quite honest. I wouldn't honest. either. I think it's one of those where it's like, if you remember it, check it out. Fast forward through it to look at what they're wearing <laughs> if you miss being in the sixth grade. But, like, other than that, I truly, guys, I love these girls. Yeah. And I love Allie and AJ and buy their new album. It's fucking amazing. I fucking love them. Um, I think they're so talented. This is just a terrible, really written movie, and I wouldn't wish it on you guys. It's not, it's not bad enough to be like, oh my god, watch it. It's so fucking crazy and bonkers, and like, there's real magic happening, and like, this someone tries to murder a magician kid. Like, it's not bonkers enough to watch it for that level, and it's not good enough to be like, oh, it's good, watch it. It's just boring in the middle, and there's no. It's drama. just like there. Allie and AJ deserved a lot better than what they got with this movie. This should not have been their vehicle. Yeah. This should not have been. Their and vehicle. and it's it's like, I mean, you could put it on and maybe. Be like, yeah, maybe like check your phone while you're watching it and think like, yeah, it was fine. But it's not really worth your time, I don't think. But Emma, what would you rate it? Um, 
I would rate this like a five. I was I was also gonna give it, I was gonna give it a 5.5. I would give it a five. I wasn't in physical pain watching it, but I also wasn't into it. Like the way the member one I was like, I was so into motocross, I couldn't fucking close it. You know what, actually, like, no, so I'm gonna it. agree with you on the five. I was gonna give it a 5.5 cause I like Ally and AJ so much, but because of the musical, lack of musical numbers that you pointed out to me, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop it. It's a five. It's a, it's a five, it's down the road. There's also, we do have a tagline this month uh, for anyone who's interested. What is it? It is from spoiled rotten to cream of the crop. That's terrible, really. I mean... Do you have a tagline? Um, my tagline was just, from spoiled rotten, question mark? Like, uh, yeah. to cream of the I crop, I guess. That was mine, because really none it doesn't relate, because they weren't spoiled that spoiled rotten. No. And they didn't turn out that great at the end. They were pretty much where like just kind of like more cognizant of their dad's business more than anything else which great but like not enough for a movie guys my tagline would be from photos of butterflies to fda regulations (laughs) who cares (laughs) that's who cares about any of those things not me not me not a child not me. also by the way they never get they never get called cowbells in this movie or anything the movie's just that it's just like a pun so i would have just the tag would have been cowbells shrug like just a guy shrugging like, like yeah eh? they, this, eh? it's just a play on the word cowbell that's all yeah. that is i mean it's like wow. like so cowbells shrug like this might be a movie why not like, take it if you want it. This was, and I think, and I will say just for some context, um, for all of our younger listeners who might not be as old and seasoned as me on this great blue marble, I do think this was a product of the zeitgeist during 2006, in which the simple life was a huge Yes, you did mention hit. that before. I mentioned this before. It was like a big deal. Um, I loved The Simple Life. I have seen every single episode of that show. I think this movie would have been so much better had they actually been, like, Nicole and Paris level dumb and funny and also been actually doing, like, working on a farm. Like, right. Work, seeing someone work a production line in a dairy is boring. Like, had it actually been, like, farm life, I would have been more But also, it. the fact of the matter is, that's not what the majority of the movie is about. It's not the, them yes. trying to adjust, like, a fish out of water, like, rich girls slumming it, trying to figure out how to make it in this dairy. It's just, like, like there's, like, a couple scenes of them working in the dairy for a couple minutes, but that's not what the movie is on the, on the major hole. So I don't think it's that much like The Simple Life. I feel like the marketing makes you think it's going to be like The Simple Life. That's what, and I think that's how they got this movie funded, was, like, they're, like, it's going to be like The Simple Life, but Disney Channel and like it didn't do that at all but they got someone gave them a check because they said that yeah something like that but yeah so kind of a disappointment this month i think but emma what are we going to be watching next month so next month's my birthday and and so i thought for this year there actually was like no movies that actually premiered i think on my birthday because i looked i was trying to do that so i thought i'd do something close it's just three days off march 9th this movie premiered in 2001 it is something that we've been requested to do oh are you gonna say what i think you're gonna say and it's very seasonal as well it not only explores my birthday but it also explores me and luke's hair yes So the movie that we're going to be watching, as I said today, is All Disney Movies Should Be About Basketball. We will be watching The Luck of the Irish. Woo! Yes, I'm so Woo! excited. Oh, I've, I know, me too. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. Oh, that's going to be great. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm really excited with I am it. too. Um, but Emma, until then, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter and also on Instagram. And you can find me on the internet at wildfire underscore king on Twitter, or you can find me at Patreon uh, patreon.com slash lucas tyler 
Uh, I think I have some really great uh, bonuses and stuff that you guys should check out uh, if you want to help me out. Thank you to everyone who's helping me out there currently. Um, it really helps me, you know, in life. Uh, but also, you should definitely check out D Comedy Podcast on Twitter uh, at, yeah. at D Comedy Podcast to follow. Give us a follow there. Become a D Comrade, guys. We are tantalizingly close to 500 followers on there. And if we get to 500, if we get to 500, I can promise you there'll be another bonus episode coming your way. Also, you guys should, another thing you should do is probably rate and review us on iTunes if you like what we're putting down, if you're picking it up. Yeah, it really helps us out. Review us. Yeah, give us a rate and review. really helps us out. Uh, Also, you can send us an email at decomingpodcast at gmail.com if you're feeling it. Uh, But yeah, also you should check out uh, audiometry.com for a bunch of other great podcasts, great shows. I was just on Teenagers with Attitude uh, this week or uh, for one of their episodes, so you can find it there. But I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, But So thanks for coming along, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Decoms forever. Wow, so this is my first American... um... How you call it? How you call it? Isn't that darling? It's a cotillion. You know, a kind of coming out party. Uh, coming out of what? Oh, Philippe, you're so funny. <laughs> so, will you come and be Courtney's date? It would, uh, please me much to attend. Thank you, Philippe. I'm thrilled. Look for me at work tomorrow, okay? Oh, <laughs> We're glad you're coming to the party too, Richie. See you there.